afternoon, good 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 afternoon, Welcome into the show, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome in to Talking Trek Live. We are Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And today is a day of celebration. <laughs> it's a big day in the world of Star Trek Fleet Command. And we're going to talk about it today. Who is here? Who has been here four entire years? Four years! Let's hit it with the Talking Trek server sound off. You guys hit it for me, and let's say hello. What's up? Ultimate Gherkin on European 184. Thank you. Sotak on 28. Distressed Alien on server 60. Thank you. Joker. Oh, congratulations. Starting the climb to Ops 33. That's exciting. Good for you. Beat for the Gods on 17. Suicidal Squirrel on server 9. Thank you. Eyebrow 24. Thank you for being here. Dirty Bird Bill on the flagship server. Server 15. Silverhawk on 49. King Kirky. European 181. Sherlock Holmes on 27. Jux on 187. Gobbles on 36. Raging Ginger on server 31. Thank you. Captain Oblivious on 29. Newton Whistle also on 29. Uh, let's see. Maximum Hunter, server 28. Thank you. Smoke Mohawk on Legacy Server 16. Doug on 47. Maja Ma Magellanic. Magellanic. I'm having trouble with that word. Happy anniversary to you on 184. Rotifer on 17. Zeron on 130. Uh, Barkman on 41. Tactical Mosquito on server 56. Imperial Stout. Four years anniversary in the United States. It's Fruit and Flowers in the UK. It's Linen and Silk. Yeah, the UK wins on that for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I like fruit. I mean, what anniversary do you not get flowers for, Bubba Joe? I feel like you got to do flowers... Like, no matter what anniversary it is. No matter what anniversary, you got to do the flowers, but then the other stuff, you know, the other stuff. The other gifts. And Dorian Goli on 13, Tame Devil on 200, Jazzmeister 167, Lady Unaleska on server 61. The Valdor coming out of the oven, says Lady Unaleska. That is very exciting as well. You know, that is something that I wanted to talk a little bit about today, Bubba Joe, because I have seen some amazing stories and amazing uh, screenshots of progression this past weekend. Um, I, I'm not going to start the show on this topic, but I definitely want to touch on it today. Uh, these two cross-server leaderboards, Bubba Joe, and they're overlapping with the Wayun event and just kind of seeing where people landed with that. Um, I, I've gotten some sad stories. I've gotten some very happy stories. We're going to have to see what's actually going on there uh, and see. 95 additional messages in our talking track uh, server sound off. And Bubba Joe, yikes. Only 265 people in our live studio audience. It's almost like it's a holiday weekend or something. Maybe people are traveling. It's like it's like they're doing other things. <laughs> it's, it's like they're actually spending time with, you know, friends or family or something outside of the game. So, uh, yeah, vacation time, says S. Classico. Oh, is Rev streaming right now, too? Oh, uh, well, he's, he's, he's got it. He's got it all. Friends, says Warhol. What are those? Um, I don't know. Me and Bubba Joe are friends. Are we... Bubba Aren't we all, everyone's friend? Uh, I like to be everybody's friend if I can. 
All right. Um, that's, that's. I mean, I like and you and I tell each other, tell tell everyone that we're friends. So I mean, there's that too. <laughs> we did tell. Sorry, I'm reading. I'm reading PMs. I wasn't listening to you, friend. I was reading PMs from other friends. Uh, yes. Hence my point. <laughs> uh, absolutely. You know what? Um, you know what? We can start with this, Bubba Joe. I did prepare some stupid news, but it is a very lovey-dovey day. Um, and we could just get straight into the show if you wanted. But I do, in fact, have some stupid news. Wait, you do want the stupid news? That sounds great. Here you go. Stupid, stupid news. <laughs> news. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Here we go. Bubba Joe, can I just give you a fair warning? Sure. I spent no time on this today. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, I am here, so that's, you know. <laughs> I spent no time on this today. As a matter of fact, most of my day was also spent with family. Um, my boys go back to school tomorrow, so I've got to hit the road. That's why I'm doing a little bit earlier of a show, Bubba Joe, because this evening I'll be on the road taking them back to uh, to their mom's house. And uh, I could I could be convinced to hang out a little bit more in the car tonight if you guys want to, but, you know, I might just let my car drive itself and play Star Trek Fleet Command. All right, that's, that's a possibility as well, because Bubba Joe bought me a car for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. He did. He's a very good nope. friend. A very good friend. <laughs> I got the email. It's, it says that. It says that it's being shipped. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Why Research would it need to be shipped if it can drive itself? Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's in transit to, oh, to okay. my location. That's correct. It'll be here. Uh, it'll be here momentarily. Researchers in Australia. Bubba Joe. <laughs> Where, where's... Where's the rest of our stage? I didn't announce to anybody I was coming on. I didn't even give a show time tonight. I apologize. I'm sorry. Researchers in Australia are testing a new birth control option for men. Baba Joe described as a temporary vasectomy. Uh, the only way, the only real way to test it, of course, would be to try it on Nick Cannon. Uh, <laughs> evidently, the process involves injecting a gel directly into the male reproductive organs. I think I can speak for dudes everywhere when I say, uh, yeah, th that'll do it. That's fine. That, that'll that that'll take care of the problem, but no injection needed. Like, seriously, I'm good. Uh, to make up, yeah, nope, nope, no thanks. Uh, to make up for huge fourth quarter losses, Bubba Joe Disney is doing everything they can to cut costs. In fact, because of a recent pay cut, Baby Yoda has had to take a job building iPhones. All right, it's a real thing. It's bad. It's so bad. In fact, yesterday, all seven dwarves filed for unemployment, Bubba Joe. It's a sad state of affairs down there at Disney. You're not, you're not going to go with the fact that their uh, CEO was replaced and is taking like one third of the money they were paying him? I mean, that's actual cost cutting. It does, yeah, but he's taking it anyway, right? Like, don't they have to pay that money to somebody new? No, the, the 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 new guy is only taking like making like one third of what he used to and what the old guy did. Oh, so that would be some cost cutting. Yeah, but what they don't tell yes. you is he's actually getting paid in like Disney currency. He is. Mm -hmm. That is true. Yes, he's getting paid in Disney currency. 
You guys so think when he saves when he when he saves the company, it's gonna be you know worth you know four or five times what he's getting paid. That's right exactly right. This dude's no fool. This dude's no fool. One baffled wedding guest filmed and shared a clip of uh, of a groom as he made the bizarre choice, Bubba Joe, to be carried into an outdoor ceremony in a black coffin. The move might seem crazy at first, but it was meant to be symbolic, obviously, for the end of his life. You know, getting married. That actually, uh, that actually happened. A British plumber is in the news and got more than he bargained for, Bubba, when he was called out to replace a block toilet in Wales. And shockingly, this was not a case of trying to fix clog after too much Chipotle. Instead, the ceramic bowl inside it, Bubba, he found, no lie, community, you can, you can Google this, he found an enormous alien-like growth, which has left experts baffled, Bubba Joe. Somebody get a picture of this toilet growth. They don't know what it is. They say it's probably some kind of a crazy fungus latching on, or, or as they call it in the UK, uh, a Meghan Markle. All right, truth. Uh, <laughs> see, see, if you're going to go with a, a toilet in Wales joke, I really wanted a Pinocchio punchline. Uh, I know, right? We should. Dude, Astro Lemon says, oh, my God, I live in Wales. Then you should know about this. This is a real story. You guys have aliens in your toilets. Okay? You heard it in the news. True story. All right. Uh, here's another true story for you. Demi Moore and her boyfriend, uh, Daniel Hum, have broken up, Bubba Joe. After less than one year of dating, it's a sad state of affairs. Now the rest of Hollywood is congratulating her on such a long relationship. D uh, Demi is 60, Bubba, and this guy was 46. So it's understandable from Demi's position. The age difference was just too little. <laughs> oh, my God. Virtual Army found it. He found it. Look. Oh, my God. That is giving... That is going to give me nightmares. Bubba, look at it. Is no. it is it breathing and like I don't pulsating? Look at it. Look, is it like pulsating and breathing? Dude, it has tentacles. Oh my gosh, if you're listening in podcast, go to the graphics room and you can see the world's no, first verified. No, do not go to the graphics room. You, you can see the see world's this. first verifiable alien. Okay? That is a space toilet alien and it's real. Oh god. Why? Why do you hate people so much? <laughs> because they torment me about I spiders. Went back. They torment me about spiders. So this is what you get. You get toilet space aliens. All right. <laughs> oh my god. I should just stop with that. I could just stop with that. I still got more. You want one more? I'll give you one more, Baba Joe. It's a sports story, so you'll love it. Longtime Twin City sports reporter Darren Wolfson says the Minnesota Twins are planning to make a uh, make free agent shortstop Carlos Correa the richest offer in team history. And actually, if you're a Minnesota fan, it sounds like a great deal. If you're totally okay with never winning a World Series, and ladies and gentlemen, boom, boom, that's your stupid news. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. You know what? Really, seriously, we could have just stopped with the space alien toilet bowl story. I mean, look at that. Oh, my God. That is, ooh, that is crazy. That's right. They're going to call it. They've already named it. They're going to call it a Markle. <laughs> oh, God. That's terribly disgusting. Uh, welcome in, everybody. I appreciate you being here. Uh, has anybody heard from Trader today? She was still sick yesterday. I talked to her yesterday, Bubba Joe. She sounded like death. All right. Has anybody checked on her today? 
Wardon, have you sent have you sent a message today? Because she sounds she sounded very rough yesterday. Uh, so thoughts and prayers to your favorite neighborhood she whale. Just in case, just in case uh, you didn't know or you haven't reached out or anything like that, please be sure to send a message. Uh, she did spend some time in Wales last week. All right, and uh, obviously had to use a uh, a toilet while she was there, so there could be a connection. Um, so yeah, I uh, I hope that uh, <laughs> Warhol says I'm sure she's schwale. <laughs> Does that mean well, well schwale? They don't really rhyme super well. Uh, but yeah, she was feeling very very rough the other day. So uh, thoughts and prayers to her. Uh, Ripper is um supposed to be traveling today he said he was going to try to make it but he was traveling so i'm not sure that he's going to make it it might just be uh a low-key show today bubba joe might just be chill as a matter of fact i have very unpopular commentary today i i talked in the chat yesterday and and while i understand it let's get into let's get into anniversaries bubba joe it is indeed an anniversary of star trek fleet command all right uh it's a thing as a matter of fact tony 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 made an entire song about it Ladies and gentlemen, November 29th in the year 2018 AD, Scopely World Gaming International Entertainment Gaming Studios Headquarters LLC launches Star Trek Fleet Command, a reported RPG MMO based around the Kelvin Star Trek universe. At the time, CBS Studios said, yeah, sure, go with it. It's all good. Should be fun. We'll make a couple of dollars. And here we are four years later. Actually, two days shy of four years, Bubba Joe. Two days shy of four years, which is why I was somewhat interested, Bubba Joe, in the choice that Scopely made to launch this news article and to launch uh, four days of gifts. Now, I'm fine with four days uh, of gifts, okay? Um, but here's the thing. I, I am too. I'm just waiting for them to start. <laughs> I am fine with four days of gifts. I, I told him the other day, listen, I'll, I'll never not take anything, okay? I'll, I'll always take free stuff. Yay, free stuff. I'm always about free stuff, okay? I'll take the free stuff. But... There was some sentiment in the community, right? There was some sentiment in the community where, where some people were like, you know, this is a little odd, all right? So we did. We had a chance to go back and, and had a chance to talk to Scopely about this a little bit. And, and what they came and, uh, and shared with us is actually very much in the form of an official announcement. What they did was kind of share with us kind of the same kind of things what they did in the official announcements, which was, hey, all right. Uh, the gift that we got uh, yesterday was the first of four, Bubba Joe. The first of four to celebrate Star Trek Fleet Command's fourth anniversary. Each gift will contain something that pertains to the year. Okay? So in year number one, Armadas was launched. Uh, year number two, Territory Control was launched. Uh, we know that tomorrow on the 28th, day three, Cloaking was launched. And then uh, on November 29th, which is the actual anniversary the actual anniversary there is quote unquote a trivia event with a special reward now 
when we were talking about the four days worth of gifts, there was a lot of conversation about this in the developer chat yesterday, okay? Um, most everybody was very representative of the broader community. A lot of you guys said, for example, Putt says 200 Uncommon Directives day one and 1,750 Isogen. Way to go for a non-gift. All right. Now, the directives I'm going to set aside for a moment because I do fundamentally disagree with people complaining about the directives. I'll explain why momentarily, but I do agree that it might feel somewhat underwhelming. All right. Today can certainly be described as that. Okay. Certainly can certainly, today can certainly be described as that. Now, I do, I'm in a very Zen place today, Bubba Joe. Okay. I'm in a very Zen place. I look at, and I, I see this in the chat. This comment is, I would rather have not gotten anything. See, I find that to be very, uh, I find that to be very cliche, I, I think. You know, yesterday, Rev and I were having this conversation in the chat, and, and he said the same thing. I would rather have not gotten anything, and I, I just kind of took exception with that. I said, you know, it might not be the most groundbreaking thing ever all right but this to me is no different than sitting home at christmas okay and my mother who's getting up there in years bubba joe all right knows that i like star trek okay and and she decides that she's going to quilt me or make me a star trek sweater or a star trek blanket or something that is truthfully hideous right like, couldn't wear it in public. Wouldn't, couldn't. But I don't know. I mean, you, I, you go on Twitch as a cat. I can't <laughs> imagine there's anything you wouldn't wear in public. <laughs> Clothing. Uh, but that, I, I'm always, Wait, what? Huh? always nude. Whoa. Anyway, um, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. That, okay, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Juby. That might be a better example. All right. That might be a better example. My mom, who this would never happen, by the way, because my mom knows Star Trek. She's the one who got me into it. If we're having uh, a nostalgic moment, all right, when I'm like six, seven years old, my mom is watching Star Trek with me, and, and I'm watching, well, I'm watching it with her. All right. She was a big fan. Like, me and my mom will always be able to bond over this. But just assuming Dr. Juby is right for a second, that would be like my mom getting me a Galaxy Quest t shirt or a sweater, or a hoodie, or something like that, okay? Something that is not at all related to Star Trek, that it's honestly, it's just a terrible gift, all right? Just not good at all, right? Not good. Now, here's, here's what I would say. I could look at my mom, and I'd say, oh, gee, thanks, Mom. I love it, okay? I love you. Thank you for the gift. Or, or... I can do, and by the way, I'm, I'm not singling anybody out. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. This was a real conversation because when you hear the, the, this conversation, which I had in the developer chat, it blew my mind, all right? Blew my mind. Or the second response is I can say, oh, mom, <laughs> this sucks. What the heck were you thinking? This is a horrible gift, and you should feel ashamed. For you. you should feel ashamed. Stupid. Okay, so stupid. So I think, uh, DJ. I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you love your mom. I love my mom very much. And and she loves you. 
Okay. And separate from this gift, she and you have expressed that you guys love each other <laughs> through multiple means. Okay. okay. Okay, that's fair. I would say, I would claim, I think justifiably, that that is not the relationship we have with Scopely. I can understand that perspective. All right? I can I can understand that perspective. A lot of people have a very so, love-hate relationship with Scopely. And it's not just a hate relationship. It's a love relationship, too. If you guys didn't love their product, if you didn't love the game, you wouldn't be here. Okay? If you if you told your mom, you know what? The only thing I want for Christmas is this very simple thing. And your mom completely foobarred it. Gave you something that was not that, and it didn't work, and it's never going to work for you, and it doesn't satisfy what you asked for. You would still say... Thanks, Mom. I love this gift because you love your mom and would not want to see her hurt. I I would be very grateful and appreciative of the gift. Bubba, let me yes. and, and this is might be this could be this is where I believe. Okay. And 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 I don't know. This is where I truly believe that there is a difference in culture uh and, and in some in some places here. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's cultural. I don't know if it's geographical. I don't know if it if it's uh, uh, generational. Okay, but if it were you, Bubba, if it were you, Beck likes plants. By the way, welcome to the stage. Good afternoon, Beck likes plants is here. <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you? You know. If you want the the honest answer there, uh, I did an old lady thing and I pulled my back. So ouch! I have to sit a very specific way right now. <laughs> that sounds sounds incredibly painful. I did that. I did that like a week or two ago, trying to put wood in my wood stove, and it hurt my back. So mm. this is uh, this is kind of a thing. And you know what? I'm gr- I'm glad you're here. I'm going to ask you a question here in just a minute, but I want to I want to finish illustrating my point. If if it were me and it was anybody, all right. Let let me say. That my boss, somebody said, what if your Christmas bonus was a 50-cent gift card? Let me just be straight up with you, okay? I'm probably not getting a Christmas bonus. Didn't get one last year. And the year before that, um, and the and the four or five years before that, listen, 10 years ago when I was at this company, I actually got a Christmas bonus, all right? It was a decent Christmas bonus. It was a couple thousand dollars. I was pretty happy with it, all right? Um, years went by. Bubba Joe, but things change. Industry changes. All right. Ransusi says, "Did you get switched to the Jelly of the Month Club?" Nothing so, nothing as fortuitous as that, Ransusi, uh, because a couple of years later they transitioned from uh, Christmas bonuses and they bought me a Christmas ham. Okay, they bought all of the staff a Christmas ham. It was like, I mean, listen, it's probably still not a cheap ham. It's probably forty, fifty dollar ham, but. It was probably a lot cheaper than a couple thousand dollars. Okay? So I got the ham. Now, I was disappointed that year. But you know what? When my boss hands me the ham and says, Merry Christmas. I'm sorry. It couldn't be more. This is just where I'm at. Here's your ham. I could have said, community, well, piss off, you and your ham. This is ridiculous. I've been here for five years. I deserve more than this. Or, or I just say, hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. And then I go home and I cook and I eat the ham. All right? But Bubba, it doesn't stop there. Okay? doesn't stop there because two years after that, we enter the pandemic. No ham. No ham. 
You know what I got that year? I'm not even kidding you folks. Not kidding. I got a $25 Walmart gift card. Okay. Now it's a gesture. It's it's a gesture. Okay. And and thank you for the gift. Whatever. It's $25. It is not great. Okay. Is what it is. Dr. Juby says if you you ever go ahead. Do you think your ham costs more than $25? Yes, I do. Probably. I mean, it was a good. What kind of ham are you buying? It was a nice good ham. It was a big ham. All right. (laughs) It was a good ham. All right. (laughs) Star Fox says plot twist. It was actually spam. Listen, it doesn't matter what it was. All right. And, And listen, first of all, I saw a few people with this position in the chat yesterday, and I appreciate the opportunity to identify with you. I and I'm not calling anybody out. Your reaction is your own. Your opinion opinion is your own. I just feel like we're approaching this very, very awkwardly as a community. Um, do I think it's underwhelming? Yes, I agree with you guys. I do think it's underwhelming. Could it have been better? Sure. Could it have been stronger? Absolutely. Could it have been something big? Sure. I, I'm fine with with those opinions. Okay, I understand them. I don't disagree with them. But to become so upset, as we did yesterday, to become to the point of where we say, I'd rather have not gotten anything. Listen, I'm going to use the 200 directives. I don't know about y'all. I mean, in that specific scenario, all right, I even tried to put my math shill hat on yesterday in the dev chat. And I said, well, listen, you know, we complain about directive sourcing, right? Right, Bubba? We say there's too many Armada events. We need more Armada directives. Now, I understand I, that we typically want the blues and the purples. Go ahead, Bubba. I'm sorry. DJ, I've got $100 for you that says you will never use those directives. Oh, I will take your money right now. I've been Because you will have in order for you to use those directives, you would have to take the bank of uncommon directives that you currently have down to less than 200. Dude, I've got like 6,000. Like I don't have that many. Okay? I really don't. Now, retrieving says we've never complained about uncommon directive sourcing false okay maybe you haven't but false okay (laughs) come on now i have a better memory than a lot of you guys give me credit for all right and let's not pretend that rare or uh, uncommon directives don't give you a path towards rares and and epics it's a long walk around path but scopely is very very good at the long walk around all right so i don't even think that the that the uncommon directives are a horrible gift because if you got 200, let's say you play on a team where your ACC can do five, that's 10 armadas that you get to do, and that is probably enough loot for you to sustain your triple pulls for at least a few weeks. Therefore, also probably giving you about one rare start. Okay? Ish, ballpark, just throwing it out there, law of averages, blah, blah, blah. Okay? There are uses and needs, and Bubba, you might be an exception to the rule. I can admit that. All right, you buy directives. How many uncommon directives do you have? I don't buy directives. How many uncommon directives do you have? Um, something on the order of 12,000. All right, not me. All right, look here uh, in the chat right now. Imperial has 5,000. Maximum Hunter has 700. Esclasico has 2,700. Um, I think that this demonstrates how many people are more active in armadas. And, and listen, while I'm not defending the gift as an anniversary gift, I'm simply not going to say, keep it. Okay, I'm just not, I'm not in that camp. I'll take it. 
Do I think it's underwhelming? Sure. But it's still a gift, and thank you. I think the point is uh, what the community has is uh, Scopely is charged. Is, I mean, in like five years, they went from a company worth, I think it was 200K, to now uh, in the billion range or in, so? the, yeah, in the billion range. So what? And uh, they make so much money on the players and then they give like... In do their, you receive... In view, All right, now I don't want to turn this into an us versus them. I'm not going to do that today. But do you receive the product in which you pay for in many cases? Mantis owners can, can put their hands down. Uh, <laughs> Mantis owners can put your hands down for a second. But... but if you're paying into the game, do you get what you're paying for? All right. Yes. Now, you, you do. All right. Now, again, not turning this into an us versus them. I'm glad that they're successful. All right. Do I think the game could be cheaper? Sure. All right. I would love for them to do more and bigger and better things for us as a community. I would love that. Okay. Again, I just kind of look at it and I say, it's a gift. All right. Like, and, and maybe this is just a different school of thought for me. It's a gift. All right, and and I personally don't don't make it a habit. Now I will tell you, Bubba Joe, there were those that disagreed with me. All right, in the developer chat, the only person I'll name is Rev, but there were others, and I said I used the same example. This would be like me telling my mother, "Your gift sucks." Now, who does that? That was my question. Who does that? And I'll be, I, I dude, I about fell over from shock. Because Rev Deuce is like, me, legit, I would tell my mom I don't like the gift and give me a receipt so I can exchange it. Thanks for thinking of me, but no. I did that once. Uh, and, and, and he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one. There were other people in the chat that said, I would absolutely tell somebody that they sucked and their gift was horrible. What planet are you people from? Like, there is a thing such as couth and, like, you know, civility and being polite i mean listen i've gotten some pretty crappy gifts in my life all right never once have i told somebody wow you suck i mean that just doesn't happen I've, I, why is that an acceptable behavior i was banned from christmas for the next two years double eagle this is not a shill argument this is a human being argument I don't care if it's Scopely. I don't care if it's ExxonMobil. I don't care if it's Verizon Wireless. I don't care if it's your employer. I don't care if it's your mother. Show some humanity, people. Like, this is ridiculous. That said, that said, the gift is underwhelming. I can agree with you there. Okay? I can agree with you. But the entitlist, whiny, stamp your feet, tantrums that were happening yesterday are just mind-boggling for me. Mind-boggling. Okay? Demolition Dude says, so you would be dishonest to your own mother. Shame on you. Hey, Demolition Dude. W wow, dude. No. I would tell my mother that I appreciate the gift because I would. And see, this, this right here is a difference. Okay, I do. I, I straight up, I'm probably going to make a lot of people upset today. This is a very generational thing. Okay, I look at my kids and the way that they react to things. And, and even though it's a different time, Bubba, it's a, it, it, they react to things differently than, than we would as a kid. Okay, 
It's mind-blowing, the entitlest attitude that is demonstrated when you receive a gift. Now. And millennials. I wasn't going to say it, Mark. You shouldn't do that. I'm not targeting anybody. I'm just saying have some humility. Okay? Have some humility. Be glad that you at least got something. Well, listen, in fairness, in fairness, what we got was actually nothing, Vita. Okay? Especially today. Day one, you can make the argument. Okay? Day one, you can make the argument that uncommon directives will help you in events. They'll help you earn rewards. They'll help you earn the loot to turn it into rare directives, etc., etc. Okay? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Today's gift, absolutely still poopy. I am totally fine to agree with you that it's poopy. Okay? And Slaughterer says it's insulting to compare Scopely to your mother. I don't care if you're insulted, Slaughterer. It's a human reaction. I don't care if it's Scopely. I just said this. I don't care if it's your boss. I gave an example with my boss. Okay? I gave, I gave every, other examples. My mother. I gave one for Bubba Joe. Okay? Rev Deuce. Listen, I sent Rev Deuce lollipops that were destroyed on impact. Okay? He didn't come to me and tell me I was a loser and how dare I didn't ensure the shipment and, and, and he demands a replacement. That didn't happen. He said, man, it didn't show up right, but man, thanks. That was awesome, and I appreciate it. He gave all the little pieces to his kid. That's right. Okay? That's all it was. It was broken pieces. All right. On the other hand, I see this comment, Bubba Joe. If my billionaire uncle gave me a dollar lollipop, I'd tell him to keep it. Well, you're insulting. <laughs> Sorry. That's why I'm not going to read your name. But that's insulting. Yeah, that's kind of rude. You're insulting. You're rude. Okay? You got to live with yourself. Scopely is going to live with themselves. With whatever they give you. Maybe they care. Maybe they don't. Okay? But you are the only person that you can... Hey, Gobbles, where's that chat? Where's that meme that you posted at the very beginning of the show? All right? It's actually a great quote from Pokemon. From Mewtwo, specifically. The only thing you can control is yourself. Okay? And I I feel the need to remind people of this today. Okay? You can control your own self, your own happiness, your own well-being, and your own reaction to these kinds of things. Okay? Now, Daz says the gift shows a lack of effort. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Again, let's be very clear in how we're identifying these two issues. The gift itself, fine. The community's response, different. Killer Penguin says everyone here is disagreeing. Guess what? My stage, my house, and I don't care. I have the show, so I'm allowed to say what I want. I don't care if you guys disagree. That's the beauty of this stage, okay, is that everybody gets to say their piece. But I certainly get to myself. It's my house, my show, okay? I don't care, and I don't think everyone actually is disagreeing, to be honest with you. I see plenty of people well, in here. Well, what I don't understand is, is it really that big of a deal that people are losing that much sleep over it? I agree. Like, they're bigger. There are bigger problems in the world than that. Come on. Bigger, there's bigger problems in this game. There's bigger problems in the game. Now, let me come out and give you some good news. Ladies and gentlemen, 
on the stage. Actually, you know what? I, I don't even want to put you in this position, Miss Likes Plants, because she doesn't even know. All right. Um, Beck. Miss Likes Plants? No, Beck, Miss Likes Plants. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just, I was trying to think of it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, listen. We did. This have is a, going well. I know, right? We did have a conversation. All right. We did have a mm-hmm. conversation that the intent of this might have missed the mark, right? Because days oh. one through three weren't 100% intended to be the gift. Is that correct? As a matter of fact, correct. If, if I'm reading the announcement, all right? It Would does... you like me to read the announcement? Well, sure. Why don't you read the announcement, Miss Likes Plants? <laughs> I will, I will read a portion of the announcement. All right, thank you. Okay, uh, I'm going to skip down. And it says, from yesterday. Today's gift was the first of four as we celebrate Star Trek Fleet Command's fourth anniversary. Each gift will contain something that pertains to the year. Today's gift was Armada Directives, since Armadas came out the very first year of Star Trek Fleet Command. Tomorrow, a gift to celebrate the launch of Territory Control in year two. The 28th, a gift to celebrate the launch of Cloaking in year three. The 29th, the day of the anniversary, trivia event with a special reward. Now, uh, let me dissect this for a second. The Mm -hmm, three mm -hmm. reminders, the three. And you know what? Rev has a point. Rev has a point and says, hey, listen. If they had called them reminders instead of gifts, then people wouldn't have been upset. First of all, I call BS. <laughs> okay? You are going to get me with that. All right? I don't believe you. <laughs> Sorry. Don't believe you. Okay? Don't kid yourself. That's right, Moon Knight. Don't kid yourself. They called it a reminder instead of a gift. You guys would have been completely fine. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right? On the other hand, they might have missed the mark with the intention of what these things are supposed to be. Now, Beck doesn't know this, all right? But in fact, ladies and gentlemen, I do know what the day four trivia event with a special reward is, okay? I know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Beck knows what it is, but Beck doesn't know that I know what it is. I do know what it is. I figured you did. Let me, let me just ask this question, and, and maybe you don't want to answer. If you don't want to answer, it's fine. Do you think that people will still be complaining on November 29th, 2022? I think a very large majority of people will be very happy on day four if they complete the event. <laughs> if they complete the event, yes. Yeah. All right. On the other hand, I'm sure I'm sure some people are not going to be satisfied, and that's fine. All right, there are those people, and 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 to illustrate a point, because why I'm very divisive today, it would seem complaining about the gift makes you a spoiled, entitled butthead, as somebody just pointed out to me. Um, I think there's a difference in being dissatisfied with something and having a construct. I, I actually I said this a lot of times, Bubba, when we have problems. Having a constructive, positive conversation about it is more desirable than just pitchforks and burning things down. I, and, and this is not a new thing today. I've always been very, very pro, let's talk about it, instead of just moan and complain. 
Okay, like that's that's a thing. And and if that is a fundamental position that you disagree with here, or you feel like you can't rightfully and legally complain uh, as the First Amendment guarantees you the right to do in this discord, then then leave. Okay, nobody needs to feel oppressed here. That being said, I've always kind of been in that boat. Like, let's have a conversation about it. I'm fine having a conversation. I'm fine acknowledging to you guys like I have that the. The gifts seem underwhelming. And Beck, listen, let's face it, they kind of are, right? I mean, I got 10,000 ISO emulsion. Bubba Joe, what does it cost for you to do one territory research on today's date? Um, well, with the maximum ISO research that I can achieve in the uh, new Starbase research, I'm still looking at over 600,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm probably three, four hundred thousand, ten thousand, not gonna do a whole lot. Okay. So I am fine looking at that and saying, well, that's interesting. I don't believe that I interpret it as insulting. I didn't yesterday, I don't today. I do find it a little giggly because why? Right? I ask that question a lot, Bubba. Why? What why would we get a gift of ten thousand? Um, in a, in a me world, Bubba, I would have preferred to go back and look at an avatar or a frame that was sourced during the, the launch of territory and maybe make that a gift or, or launch an event that allow you to earn it or something like that. Okay. I I would be fine with something like that. I think I would have done this a little differently. I think that offering in-game currency and for the most part looking like a fixed amount of in-game currency although today's appeared to be somewhat variable small at all levels but variable mm-hmm. um I, I think that this could have gone off a lot better with something that was not an in-game currency something like an avatar or a frame day one is a avatar day two is a frame uh day three is something not an in-game currency because an in-game currency is very hard to scale such that it matters. Especially right? when it's year one or year two or even year three content. All right. Because well, some players have been in the game for all that time. I think it's very difficult to manage at all period, you know, because as you said, somebody who is say just maybe just now starting to do directives, 200 uncommon directives is going to mean something to them. And you take a player like me, uh, or people that are even higher ups than me, and they're going to look at their bank of 20,000 uncommon directives and that directives serve zero value anymore and go, well, what's the point? This is useless. And I'm not going to suggest that everyone that was in the chat yesterday yelling at you is in that position, but I think there are a lot of players who have a lot of uncommon directives who could not possibly spend all of their uncommon loot unless they redeemed it in a completely worthless G4 chest and say, what's the point of this? And I think that's a defendable position. When you are in the position of, I have, you know, 14 million uncommon loot, I can either continue to redeem the th- the G3 chest that actually has value per, per pull, and or I can completely waste it on the G4 chest that has absolutely no value per pull versus the cost and go, what in the world is this going to do for me? Because I couldn't possibly spend all of my loot to begin with. 
And the same thing for the ISO emulsion, right? They're looking at, people are looking at this going, I have ISO emulsion. I need it in hundreds of thousands of bunches. Unless, of course, you just got to unlocking the territory tree and are just starting to do that research. And this may actually be something that you care about. So I, I think that, I think that, I understand your position, DJ, and I think you are trying to put a human face on this, but I disagree that the people that are unhappy with this are unjustified in their unhappiness. I, um, I See, this is, this is the problem. Nobody's hearing. Nobody's listening, Bubba. I am not saying that nobody is justified or unjustified in their dissatisfaction. I have said that, especially day two. Day one might be a little different, but day two, absolutely really truthfully worthless okay i'm fine with that my problem is with the reaction to it okay my problem is with the reaction the demands the screaming and the yelling and the complaints that i got in private message yesterday i mean come on okay i'm not defending the gifts i am pointing out a very non-human behavior. And yeah, you're right. I'm putting a human face on it because we are behaving very non-human about it. All right. And that's not what this community is. Okay. It's not what this community is. It's not what we represent. And when we lose track of that, we've got another problem. It's fine to be upset about it. I am not defending that. Let me make myself very clear. Not defending the gifts. Not yet. I do think, Beck, we could have done it a little bit different here on days one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. But day four, and I'm just going to tell you guys right now, and this is what I said yesterday, and, and not very many people heard me. So you know what, community? It's very, very rare, very, very rare that I steer you guys wrong. I've been wrong. Scopely has made me wrong, okay? That's happened, Bubba. We know it. Scopely is, has made me wrong before. Okay? And Recruit if... Recruit chest. <clears throat> Excuse me. With what? What'd you say? Recruit chest. Recruit, that's right. That's right. The elite recruits. They made me very wrong. Okay? They made me horrendously wrong on that one. All right? So here's what I'm going to say. Just like I promised you on week one of espionage, just like I've promised you on, on countless other things throughout my four years in this game and my three years as a, as a contracted content creator, I'm going to tell you guys today, chill out. Just take a deep breath for a minute, okay? Take a deep breath. I do think that Scopely messed up the, the way that they're rolling this thing out, okay? We could even use the word maybe a little bit of tone deaf. Bubba, we've, we've used that word before. We've, we've said that they don't really read the room super well, and I think this could be an example of that. But we are on day now two of four. This is one of those things where I really, really think that everybody should just take a woosaw moment and wait until you see the whole thing. Because I can tell you, if they don't change anything. You know what Dragon Keeper says? If you're trying to hype up day four DJs and we're going to expect it to be something epic and it's going to be poop, people are going to blame you for it. And that's fair, Dragon Keeper, because here's what I'm here to tell you. I believe that a vast majority of players in this game, and, and again, 
I'm, I might suggest that there are a handful of players that, that won't find value in this. All right. But the vast, like 98 plus percentage of this player base will be, will be satisfied. Should be happy even, Bubba. God forbid. You might even say, community, that it's generous. Now, I will be the first to tell you, if Scopely pulls the rug out from under me, then I'll do the same thing as I did with the elite recruit tokens. Okay? <laughs> I'll do the same thing as I did with the elite recruit tokens. And I'll come out and I'll say, okay, this is not what they showed me. Okay? But I think just for the moment, and this is probably, this is where I do have an unfair advantage, Bubba Joe. Because I've seen it. I see the plan. And, and you guys don't get to. And, and I understand, and this is where I sympathize with you guys. Scopely is so bad at this kind of stuff. They really are. Okay? I hope that Echo and Beck can move us towards better things like this in the future. All right? But, but you know what? You're right. For four years... It's not been the best track record at communication. It's not been the, the best track record at, at holding things accountable. All right? It, it's just, that's a fact. And I get it. But you're right, Vengeance. I've seen a plan. As long as that plan is what comes out, I don't believe anybody will look at days one through three and be angry. I mean, somebody will. <laughs> somebody will. Okay. There's always going to be somebody. That somebody will. All right. But I come back to the intent as, as to what Beck read. These were meant to be reminders of the features that came. While that is okay, all right, the gift chest could have been something different. I know Dragon Keeper says uh, a, a frame or an avatar would have been uh, worthless. I don't know. More worthless than 10,000 isogen? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know if I would agree with that. All right, but uh, it could have been it could have been something cosmetic, you know, something representative of that era. All right, I, I I do understand the sentiment of what they were trying to do. It was just kind of a history lesson. How many were four year players? Okay, a lot of us are. Beck, you're not. Did you know I am that not. Our, did, you, you, we talked about this the other day? Did you even know that Armada's launched in the first year of this game? No, I didn't. <laughs> I had a I had a history lesson. As well. <laughs> so there was a little piece of this where some players might have gotten a little bit of anthology about Star Trek Fleet Command. And I know that we probably don't think that that's a big deal. But we are the, uh, let, me, let me brush the dirt off your shoulders there, community. We're the elite. Okay? We are. We're the four-year guys. Did it actually make it in the first year? Barely. <laughs> barely. They barely just did. Just barely. Just I, barely. <laughs> I was trying to come back, and it was just barely. It was. It was like an October launch, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So, <clears throat> just barely. When are we going to graduate? Don't know. Don't know, JB. Gra what is graduation? Star Trek Fleet Command 2.0? Uh, server merges? What's a graduation party? I have no idea. All right. Well, if it's a server merge, I've already graduated. There you go. Congratulations. You're in high school. 
All right. It, the the thing is, I believe what Scopely was going for here, and back based on the conversation we had, this was actually intended to be a little bit more of a history lesson, a looking back, a uh, if you will. Uh, here is what we've been through together. Correct. All right. And and again, not wildly surprisingly, Scopely might have mistargeted their intentions as to how the community would receive them, mm-hmm. but community. Your anniversary gift comes on day four. Okay? Let me, let me just put this out here and we'll move on. The anniversary gift comes on day four. And I am looking forward to it as an Ops 49. Beck, you've seen it as well, as well, presumably. Are you looking forward to it? I am personally very looking forward to it. Okay. All I'm asking, community, is is for you guys to lay down your arms for a moment and just have a woo-saw moment. We just had Thanksgiving, all right, here in the United States. Let's just let's just enjoy the game and enjoy the community and enjoy the people that we get to play with and and just kind of relax. And then on day four, if you are still truly unhappy, then we can have a real conversation about it. But we haven't even seen the whole thing yet, Bubba. We can't talk about it because we haven't seen it from start to finish. All right? Can we do that, community? Can you please do that for me? I'm in a very zen place today. (laughs) Can you please do that for me, community? Can we be just have a minute and say, okay, I know, listen, I know that this, that Scopely may not always deserve the benefit of the doubt. All right, but I believe that I do. I believe that I do deserve the benefit of the doubt from you as my community. Just give it another 48 hours, please. Okay? My guess is that most, if not all, the people that are complaining either did not read the announcement and just opened up the chest and said, what is this? Well, maybe, but the, the announcement still doesn't for sure give the intent. I mean, it does. It, it does. All right. But, but we know people don't read all the time. <laughs> okay. And not, to mention, and not to mention it was a gift chest. And, and it was, in fairness, it's a paltry amount. All right. That's why, I think, oh, that's why I think like an avatar or a frame or something that literally does nothing for you in the game. Just a piece of history. Right? Just a piece of history. Just to kind of come back and, and celebrate. Heck, it could have been nothing. It could have just been a blog post. Right? Like, like some of us are nerds. <clears throat> all right. Some of us are nerds. So could some people have just enjoyed uh, an interview, Bubba Joe? Let's go back in time. How did Armadas come about? Who created them? Who thought about them? Like an actual history lesson, right? Like we want anthology. Would that have been? Would that have been? Let me ask you, community. Aside from game-altering gifts, what would you have appreciated in this warm-up to the anniversary? Well, what would be a game-altering gift? Like one epic, uh, you know, Armada run wouldn't be game-altering. It would be a nice boost for a lot of people. It'd be, you know, we've, we've had this conversation before. It doesn't feel like that. But getting one means you play in five or six. It is substantial. All right, and I know I know we've talked about this in the past. You guys don't necessarily agree with me on that on that front, but uh, and it's not that I disagree with you on that front. But Scopely looks at them very differently. 
because giving one to everybody is like giving six to everybody, and and it is a lot more influential. That's why they're so careful with those directives. Um, it's but not like that at all with the new starter. And that's chips. why it would make a really good gift, because we know how much it is worth to them. Well, that's fair. And like the second day, why not like a hundred emulsion rather than fifteen hundred, or sorry, hundred thousand rather than the fifth, you know. Like, give a big chunk, something that you're excited for each day until your final, you know, so you're, like, walking into the final day excited, not and then, like this, scared it, about what they're going to give you. The, the first you know, three I, days are more like appetizers leading up to the main course. Well, that's what they're doing, all right? But but not a lot of people get that. You know, and I like Warhol's comment here. Maybe Maybe we just do, like, an anniversary meta. Or maybe we just do the anniversary day. Like, you know, listen, it's not a week-long affair with me and Mrs. DJ's. It's the day of, right? So, so maybe that could have been interesting. Colbain uh, likes the idea of, of interviews or insight or history lessons or, or things like that. Gobbles says the same thing. All right. Six Flash says the same thing. I, I think a blog post would have been cool. All right. I, uh, so lessons learned. Okay. I think we can go back with some of this stuff and say, hey, this is, this is not a bad, bad idea to do. The gift might have just felt like it fell on its face a little bit. I don't disagree. If I came up and I gave Mrs. DJ's a 25-cent piece for our anniversary, I probably would have been sleeping on the couch. How would she feel if, okay, next year, take five days. The first day, give her a spoon. Second day, you know, a plate. And then, you know, the last day, I don't know. I I half thought this up, but you know what I mean. Go go in slow for your anniversary and see how the initial Like getting little pieces leading up to, like, the, the thing. Is that what you're saying? Like little pieces? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and well, <laughs> how, how is that going to be a, a, a pro- on those first few days? Well, like, I will tell gonna, you. Uh, I will tell you I that that would that would have been great. Like if, if they if these particular pieces of currency would have then been oh 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 I got it. <laughs> this isn't going to make anybody feel any better. But but what if what if Karkin's onto something? What if these three items that you get in the gift chest? All right. Um, these three items that you're getting in these day one through three gift chests, what if all of those currencies, Bubba Joe, are the cost of redemption for your day four oh, event? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will tell you this community, in fairness. I'll spend them yet. In fair, well, in fairness, I don't actually know what the event is going to be. I, they've said trivia, all right? But I don't know. Maybe one of the trivia answers is to <gasps> spend 200 uncommon directives. Maybe one of the trivia answers is to spend 10,000 ISO emulsion. I don't know. I'm just saying. Good luck with that. (laughs) Oh, all I'm saying is, listen, we have gotten gifts before. A lot of times they end up being used for something. I haven't seen the event. I don't know, but what I do know. All right, and, and we'll wrap up with this. A lot of people wanting to move on. I don't know why. We're just having a conversation as friends. But what uh, I will say is day four. I literally just said I want to wrap up, Vita. <laughs> but oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What you got, buddy? I love you, boo. Maybe the ability to unlock those smaller offices, so not the epic ones, not the rare ones, but just smaller offices people are still missing in their collection. Hmm. Would that be something that you'd like? You would still, uh, you would still uh, spend officer XP on them, but at least you could get them. Hmm. I like to shake down crews, officers. Hmm. I can take that back to the team. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. 
Look at that. Raxnar wants a free towel. Raxnar wants a free towel. Free towel. (laughs) That's what I want. Who doesn't want a free towel? Who doesn't want a free towel? (laughs) All right. You know what, Vita? I still contend. I still contend that trying to give any currency of any kind, trying to balance that across the people that have been playing for a day versus the people that have been playing for four and a half years, because remember there are people like Steven Zarin that have actually been here longer than four years. I think that trying to balance that is an impossible task that is not something that Scopely has shown the capability to do. And I think they would have been far better off with something that does not have in-game value. Bubba, let me just ask real quick, because we'll, we'll wrap up with this. You don't like the idea of an in-game currency. What What is it that you want, then? So, I think that there are things that Scopely could have done that would have uh, been meaningful, right? They did the video, which, who knows, they may do another video this year. They did the video last year, meeting people on the staff that, you know, pretty sure that was for the anniversary, if I remember correctly. It was, yeah. Um, you could you could build a pathway at Scopely with uh, alliance names on it on the bricks and just say here is how Scopely ha- here is how Star Trek Fleet Command has influenced Scopely in a way that is meaningful and permanent and recognizable. You could have done things, and again, lots of people don't care about avatars and, and frames. I don't necessarily care about avatars and frames, but at least it's you're not trying to balance it of. Well, an op 60 player would need to have X amount of in-game resource to be valuable, and an ops 10 player would need to have Y value of resource. Because trying to balance that are the ops 10 players when playing for four years and the op 60 players when playing for two. So how do you balance that? It's it's an impossible ask to try and balance the currency. So something that means the same to everyone, which is not currency based, frames and avatars, some sort of video recognition, some sort of uh, you know, even a video where you scroll all the alliance names of all the alliances that are in STFC across all servers. The video may have been 15 minutes long, but it would have been something you go, look, there's my alliance, and this is how this matters. Like, it's something that matters the same or doesn't matter at all to the same number of people, but doesn't involve an in-game currency that requires them to come up with what should this value be that's, that means something to everyone. So you're you're looking for something non-tangible but more sentimental and i like and i like that i mean i do i think i think bubba you would actually find yourself in the minority on that but that is a very very good point that demonstrates he doesn't want a free car from his billion dollar uncle he just wanted a hand knit sweater (laughs) well i think it demonstrates how we as a community look at gifts a little bit differently all right. And and what we would like. I mean, somebody might say, listen, you know, thought be darned. I want, you know, a free Enterprise D. Well, maybe that comes, well, maybe other, it doesn't. But the other option is to make something extremely relevant. Right. If they wanted to give me I'm looking at 11 trillion steel for my next building upgrade. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to give me 11 trillion steel, I would not look them in the face and go, no, nope, I don't. Please take that back. I don't want it. <laughs> Uh-huh. But they're not going to give me 11 trillion steel, right? They're not, you know, if they said, hey, we want to give a relevant amount of in, in, in-game currency to every player such that this changes the way that they are be able to play the game in a short term, they can 
go up an ops level. They can do three building upgrades. They can do seven levels of isogen research. There's nobody in the world's going to turn that down. Scopely has never shown any inclination that they want to do that. Right. So since they're not going to do that, then make it something that either that means the same and is intangible and doesn't isn't based on an in-game currency where they have to try and balance it to mean something to everyone. And and listen, I love that idea, to be perfectly honest with you. Again, I think that some people would look at that exactly like they do here and say, it doesn't do anything for me. I kind of almost wonder if they were going for the sentiment piece and and just we, we missed it. Or they missed. They, they, they missed. All right. They were going for a little bit of a sentiment piece. Here's our history. Here's what you guys have been here for. All right. But we weren't very receptive to that. All right. Now, here's here's an example. We've had people talking about giving me tangible stuff. Bubba says, listen, I'd like something that just makes me feel appreciated. Galvanox says, yes, give us touchy-feely good stuff. Plasma Lord says, a free mantis for everyone. Star Fox, on the other hand, says, a video from Scopely just saying thank you for being here for another year. There is a very clear divide here, Beck. It's super interesting to watch the human psyche. All right? I Bec- know. I'm, because I'm reading it all. Some people want stuff, and other people just want a thank you. They just want to feel loved. They just want the, the video game company that they may or may not spend way too much money on to actually appreciate them. And I don't think that that is, is something that Scopely does very well in the first place. I think they could really, really hear the community and just saying, mm-hmm. hey, we appreciate you guys. You know, um, there was... I think it's okay for me to share this, um, but there was a talk about doing, in addition, um, a a video and a blog that kind of touch on each one of these little gifts and just kind of talk about those releases. Um, but because of the timing and the holiday, uh, it wasn't going to be um, able to be like filmed and turned around and edited in time, um, unless I would have done it like probably myself but yeah. it, it is interesting yeah. because th- that was a a thing that came up well they did that last year i don't know if there was enough lead time but bubba's right they did do a very nice three-year video montage last year and people did seemingly enjoy it on the other hand captain oblivious says you know listen dj i like your sentiment but a majority of people would not have been happy with just a blog video. It would have been squarely criticized as much, or even worse, than the current presentation. A billion-dollar company can't even give us something in-game. And you know what? Captain Oblivious is a 1,000% right. And this comes down to our receiving of gifts. All right? Maybe I can see that, it, that some people would feel that it's unfair for me to compare Scopely to your mother. But it's still a gift, guys. It's still a I, gift. I'm... Hang on. I know we want to move on, but I'm really tired of people saying, well, my billion dollar uncle is going to give me $4. Like, I don't care how much the person that's right? giving me the gift is worth. That's, that's, that is completely irre- that is a completely irrelevant argument. It, it is. does not matter. What matters is getting a gift that means something to you, right? Does it matter that you got, you know, you wanted the $850 Lego Millennium Falcon and your aunt went and got you the $3.50 Little <laughs> Millennium Falcon from Target, well, you're going to be disappointed because you wanted the giant, you know, one that weighs 85 pounds, and they gave you this little, you know, $3 thing that you could have actually gone and bought with your lunch money, so you're going to be disappointed in that. That's not going to mean anything to you or not mean as much to you 
but it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter that, you know, your aunt or uncle or whoever's giving you this gift is worth so much more money now than they were many years ago or whatever. That's a completely irrelevant thing. The gift needs to matter. And I think that's that's the thing that people are saying is that this does, that the 200 directives and the tiny bit of ISO emulsion today just doesn't move the needle for a lot of players. That's right. And therefore it doesn't matter. Correct. Whereas it could have been something that had absolutely no value like a framer and avatar, right? Not even a projectile because they've decided to put abilities in projectiles. I think that was always something that would have been better off just saying, hey, I'm shooting this really cool projectile and you're shooting this other really cool projectile to make your ships a little bit unique. But they've decided to bury abilities in them. So now everyone's just, you know, using whatever one they want because you get to have all the abilities. But whatever, do something that is just, you know, is completely intangible, a video frame, avatar and then if you want to do a big prize on the anniversary fine but these these the small in-game currencies there is going to be a subset of players that are going to be like i absolutely do not care about this because this doesn't help me at all and they're not wrong right so that's where i think that scopely went wrong and i think that you know if 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 you're right dj and what they do is ends up being this momentous thing on the fourth day and it registers with every every everyone loves this and that kind of redeems this whole anniversary thing that's fine but i think that it's important for scopely to listen to this and go all right so let's see if we can't do better hopefully in a fifth anniversary and let's see sure. if we can't hit the mark out of the head a little bit better next time and i think that's Absolutely. all i would really look to get out of this to say hey here are some things that we could have done a little bit differently or we think would have landed a little bit better with the player base you go ahead and go back to your player groups and your people you're getting feedback from, and let's see if we can't come to a better understanding in the hopefulness that there is a fifth year anniversary sometime. Yeah, and I think this is the kind of conversation that I want to have. Like that, this is what I like, and and I know some people are saying we've talked about it too long, and we have. Uh, but it was first of all, in fairness, Bubba, it's the end of the arc. We don't have a whole lot. <laughs> all right, but second of all. Uh, it, it was kind of the big news of the week, and, and players reacted to it in such a way that obviously you guys felt very strongly about it. So let's get it all out. Let's get those feels out. Brisket writes something. Strap in, folks. This is the topic. Uh, wait, what? Strap in, folks. This is the topic. <laughs> well, actually, I have something on the other side of the break, but I like Brisket's oh. comment, and I want to read this uh, in honor of our guest today. I appreciate, says Uncle Brisket, Having the community managers out and talking with players in podcasts and videos like this, that's a huge improvement that came this year, and I am grateful for that. You know, we did just have Thanksgiving, Bubba Joe. There are a few things that we could say that we are happy with, some improvements that have been made. Beck is here. Echo was here on the last show. Like, those are nice things. You know, those are, those are nice things. Um, and I think that it would be wise or appreciated, even of us. To like, you know, we've said this before, Bubba, where, you know, hey, I'll poop on something when it's bad. Cool. All right. But I'll also, when something is praiseworthy, I want to make sure that we point that out too. We can't, we can't just let it be bad or good because what's the uh, motivation for being better if they don't ever receive acknowledgement for being better? Okay. So, um, I, I felt like it's, I feel like it's important for us to do that. Um, Thankful for Beck and Echo to be part of this community. I know. I know. Listen, you guys, Beck was in our Discord chatting yesterday for hours. Did you guys notice that? Beck, you hang out in our Discord, like, for funsies. 
What gives? I do. That's crazy. I do. I, I even said today I, I come back because uh, we can have conversations even whenever people are upset and you guys are at least still nice and respectful. And so I enjoy being here. Most of the time. <laughs> most, <laughs> most, of the, time. most of the time. All right. Uh, guys, here's what we will do. We do have uh, something else to get into, Bubba. I know that we are um, at the end of the arc. And while it's not an appropriate time to grade this arc, all right, because we are technically still in it, all right, we can begin our, our analysis. We can begin our dissection of Deep Space Nine Part 3 because come up, uh, coming up on Wednesday will be our final grades. Um, and uh, we will be uh, issuing those and uh, passing judgment on what happened this month, including the Defiant. Retrieving says, hey, real quick, before the break, uh, DJ, can you address espionage for a moment? This month they changed the Cardassian Disruptor 5 limit from once a week to twice. Some players didn't realize the change and only have 30 Disruptors where others have 40. Does this mean that 30 are hosed because they didn't spend perfectly? Um, first of all, I apologize for achieving. I didn't know that myself uh, because I already have it, so I didn't get to see the cooldown. Are you saying that the cooldown was modified? You'll have to explain. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. So what, it wasn't a 24-hour cooldown this time? So instead of over two days, it was only one cooldown, but it reset after 24 hours. Well, is, is that not kind so of... We had, so we had two days. Uh, so we had the two-day, two cooldowns, so we can get twice over the couple of days or something. Okay. Well, uh, so here's... I, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that retrieving. I'll, I'll have to ask. I didn't even know that that was a thing. So I'll, uh, I'll have to ask and see if there will be additional opportunities to spend those chips. Um, I know that they were looking at that. Even Echo talked about it on the, on the show when he was here for the state of the game, that they were looking on how they wanted to balance the espionage event store with the um, December event store. If they were even going to be used in tandem, they might, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing with that, but I didn't know that was a thing. So honestly, I couldn't even, I couldn't even begin to answer that question, buddy. I didn't know about it. So I will go back and ask. Back, I, I mean, well, let me add. Beck, do you have any information on that? I didn't even know that was a thing. So we might have to go back and check on it. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, I'll definitely have to ask about it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not aware. Okay. Uh, look, S Classico has 40. Oh, there you go. Good, 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 good. Uh, I will see what I can find out. Now, and again, uh, just as a quick reminder, the isolinear chips, I, I know there's been a lot of confusion on this. Uh, the isolinear chips will be a, a currency that persists in December, all right? However, there's no need to keep that stuff because the, the store's not changing, okay? What you see now is the espionage event store. So you can spend them now. You can spend them later. Listen, if you've got some extras and you feel like you fell short, then maybe you do want to hang on to some chips, all right? Maybe can, you would have an opportunity. Can you spend them now? Huh? Is there a means to spend them right now, like today? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. So when you're saying spend them now means the next time that store opens up. Because I you said that last time, like, there's no store. Well, How am I yeah, to spend I mean them now? this this month, you're right. This month. But uh listen, if you do find yourself, you know, with a little bit of a surplus, it might not be a bad idea to hold on to them for the December run in case there would be an extra cooldown or something like that. So um 
you know, I, I know like Rev has been saying to spend them all, and, and I spent mine, but there's nothing else in the store, Bubba, that I'm interested in. So I spent mine on materials. But if you are chasing one of these things, might not be a bad idea to keep yourself a little bit of currency in case there would be an extra cooldown or something like that where you could dump a little bit of extra in. The rods, on the other hand, you do need to spend those. Okay, you, you really need to. That's not changed. As you guys saw, even this month, there were very limited opportunities to spend those uh, in extras, you know, as far as bulks go from previous months. So very limited opportunities. You definitely want to be able to uh, get all of those spent because that's another thing that's coming. The conclusion of espionage. Beck likes plants. Do you know who the spy is? It's totally Kira, isn't it? I do know who the spy <gasps> is. And you know what? Do spy you really? Is? <laughs> I me. do. You know what's funny is whenever I was on the show, whatever, the first day, you guys asked me to uh, to give my like guess, and I didn't know at that point. And so I didn't share because I didn't want it to seem like it was, you know, oh, Beck's officially saying who it is, you know? Um, and I never said it on the show, but I was right. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to hold that. Oh, hold that. man. So has mm -hmm. anybody ever heard, has anybody ever heard who Beck thinks the spy is? Because No, that's, I never shared it out loud. <laughs> yeah, there's a record somewhere. <laughs> there's something somewhere. All I right, was the, so happy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be happy too because obviously it's I know. It's the same way I get my Jeopardy answers right. Yeah. I was thinking that one. That's right. That's what oh. I was thinking about. Yeah, Juby says Beck said it was Cisco. There you go. Uh <laughs> Oh, my. Yeah, no, it's definitely Kira. Just throwing that out there. All right, I hope I'm right. But see, you know, this, Bubba, I know that, that well, we need to take a break, but I kind of look at December and I'm thinking, man, this should be. I Golly, knock on wood. I really hope. Beck, like, oh, my God, I hope they do this right. December really could be, Bubba, really could be, like, a pretty big month. You got an event store coming. You got the conclusion of espionage. And by the way, I know how those things are paying. All right, and, and I don't think I'm upset with that. You've got uh, this uh, anniversary gift that's coming on November 29th, which is not technically part of December, but it's part of a 35-day period here, Bubba Joe. I really am kind of very optimistic. I know that sounds crazy, knock on wood, but I'm kind of feeling like this could be a pretty big month. I guess Bubba doesn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba's like, okay, fine, whatever, DJ. We'll see it when I, I, I'll believe it when I, I see it. I will it believe it when I see Odo. it. There, there has been nothing thus far that would give me optimism about this next month. You know, old school captain. <laughs> old school says the same thing. DJ, have you learned nothing? Have you learned nothing? It's the hope that kills you from the inside out. He's right, though. <laughs> I always get burnt on my hope and optimism. Maybe I should be more of a grumpy Gus. Maybe I should do that back. Just be more of a grumpy Gus all the time, and then I would be more pleasantly surprised by things. But no, I really, I mean, I am. I'm kind of looking forward. I am looking forward to December. It's kind of crazy. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we will break down some of the elements of Deep Space Nine Part 3. Uh, the November arc, did it in fact save the season? That's the big question. That was the question we asked at the very, very beginning of this month. Can the Defiant save Deep Space Nine? Some people have actually answered yes. Some people have said overwhelmingly no. 
Let's break it down from our panelists and from you, the community, on the other side of this break here on the 27th of November. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We return in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Hang on. This portion of the show brought to you by Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is a group of professionals gathered together around their love of something not only fun and youthful, but also a big business today. Toys, folks. Toys, whether it's old toys or new toys, expensive toys, antique toys, or brand spanking new releases, these guys can help you find it, buy it, or sell it. I have yet to find a challenge they could not meet. So check them out. Your absolute toy professionals at facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. It's my toy posse for the toy collector in all of us. More from Talking Trek coming up right after this break. Hang on. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Preparation Ouch, the hemorrhoid suppository with the steel wool applicator. Yeah. 
Welcome back, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. You're listening to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Bubba Joe, I love this song. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) Squirrel says, make it stop. No, I love this song. You know why I love this song, Bubba Joe? I love this song because this is the song that the the people fly all around the city in like the world's most expensive helicopter. And as you guys have known for the last three years, that is really all I want in my life. Like before I die, I want to own a helicopter and I want to be able to fly it everywhere. I love helicopters. <laughs> I do. There's nothing wrong with that. I know. Gregor and I, uh, we still talk. He's still playing. He's just very, very busy here lately. He'll give you a hand-me-down. He'll give you a hand-me-down helicopter when he gets his next one. I know. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay, that was the deal that was struck. It's a very sexy song. I agree. Very sweet and romantic. That's why it's on our anniversary playlist, Bubba Joe. This is this you is. You know the helicopters a, don't fly, right? They hover. Right? They beat the air into submission. <laughs> okay, dude, that's what I want, man. That's what I want right there. Retrieving. I want an amazing, awesome, beautiful, sexy helicopter that I can fly across major cities with Mrs. DJ's on and just be like, look, we're on top of the world. Like, that's, that's a thing. Like, it, really, honestly, if I don't know why we're doing this because it's not Valentine's Day, Bubba Joe, but, like, the most romantic thing in the world for me, honest to God, the most romantic world in the thing would be would be a helicopter ride. Is, is anybody else? Okay, not necessarily that one, Hunter, dude. Like, that one looks like it ends all kinds of life. Um, but, <laughs> but, no, a helicopter ride, man. I would love it. I would love it. Like, yeah. Magic carpet ride, that would also Everyone work. Everyone's just a sexy helicopter. So we know. Got guns. Yeah. Wait, what? So we know you want a helicopter. So we know you want a helicopter. So if we give you a little toy helicopter for Christmas, will you be happy? I would appreciate the sentiment, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) I would say thank you. Okay, absolutely. Tavi Moses says, uh, please let me jump out of it. It's my favorite skydive of all time. I I would love that too. I actually would love to go skydiving. All right. I would love to fly a helicopter. I, I want to do all of those things. It's all on my bucket list, Bubba Joe. It's on my bucket list. You know what else is on my bucket list? Um, wait, what? Old, old school. I feel like I shouldn't read this comment. Ever played... Hold on. What's he writing? Has he ever played helicopters... Wait, what? In bed and and take off? I feel like there's a dirty joke in here somewhere. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, I don't oh, get it, but I, but I, I feel like it is. <laughs> you don't want to know. Okay, come on. It's a family-friendly show. Jesus Running. I need an adult. Uh, what? What? <laughs> yeah, you do. You are in the wrong place. Wait, what? What's happening right now? <laughs> Beck said she needed an adult. She is in the wrong place. Listen, I'm serious. I'm screaming stranger danger right now. I have no idea what these people are talking about. Um, Watch out for the white van. <laughs> Hi, kids. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen. All right. Here we go. <laughs> so horrible. Why did this show take such a time to have a sweet tooth? Why did this... What? Gosh, you guys, this is terrible. Why did we? Why did we do this? All right, 
Uh, Bubba Joe, Deep Space Nine Part 3. All right. And by the <laughs> way, community, I am going to open the stage. I want you guys to sound off. Uh, Maki said it was the song. I know, right? It's such a sexy song. It put us all in this kind of weird, freaky mood, right? Yes. You need more of it? <laughs> no, the emotions are already... The, the testosterone is already too much. All right. Uh, there you go. Anyway, Bubba Joe, Deep Space Nine Part 3. All right. You were one of the players that... It's next month, right? Uh, no, Deep Space Nine Part 4 starts next month. You were one of the players, Bubba Joe, that said that the Defiant was not going to save the season for you. But you said that before ever seeing the Defiant. Now, you said on the last show that your opinion of this Defiant was going to surprise players. I assumed that it was not going to surprise players. Oh, Beck just left. Where'd Beck go? Oh, well, golly. She's looking for an adult. <laughs> yeah, clearly she's running for assistance. <laughs> uh, Beck's like, yo, I, I need help. I, okay. I didn't want to I didn't want to interrupt because I knew that you guys were starting your next segment. Oh, um, well. So I was going to switch to just listening, take care of the dog, do the things. You know, it's been it's been rumored that you're more of a cat person. Um, I I did used to have a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Before she murdered I, it and buried it in the backyard. Um, I did bury it. <laughs> it it <laughs> got cancer. That's what you do to cats. <laughs> that's what so. you um I live. That's what for, you get. I live forever. That's what you get. I know. I, I should not have asked that question. All right, that was a terrible. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> gonna move you know, on. Yeah, very you know better than that. Very uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where's the Where's the Beck loses her brain uh, sound effect? Beck likes plants. Community manager from Scopely here, hanging out on a Sunday. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Yeah, it was so fun. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me and letting me just kind of I don't know cramp the style a little bit. You're always welcome to come in and, and chisnail. All right, anytime. Uh, feel free to come in yeah. and uh, and share your thoughts. We appreciate that kind of insight. Um, so enjoy listening to this next little bit because I'm sure some of your team might be interested uh, in hearing some of this reaction. Bubba Joe, so let me start with you because you stated that your perception of the Defiant was going to surprise people. Is that a good surprise or uh, not really a surprise surprise? It is going to surprise people. Oh, wow. <laughs> Get excited for this, Mark. I'm so excited. All right, Bubba, what do you got? All right, what has been... Your reaction to the USS Defiant. So, when you separate the perception of what the Defiant is in the show with... If you separate that from what we got in the game and how the game is using the Defiant, there is a lot to like about how the Defiant works. Terms of... Sorry, I just I felt the need. That's that's fair. <laughs> um, the I I so here's here's what I'm gonna say. So the defiant itself is worthless in an armada. Like it just doesn't hold its weight with what it needs to be. Um, for you know you know I I, I currently have a higher than I should tier of Defiant in the hopes that it would survive the armadas that I'm trying to do, and it doesn't, and I'm just unwilling to spend the $1,500 I would have to spend on the last two tiers to get it to where it might survive. And so from that perspective, that irritates me because 
if this is going to be a support ship that is supposed to engage in armadas, it should survive the armadas that you want it to engage in. And it simply is not. And so from that perspective, I am very upset at design failing to understand the needs of what the Defiant is going to have to do to be able to survive the armadas you wanted to, to participate in. Can I ask a, a quick Having question? said that, ha- can, can, okay. just, just a quick interaction, because I know you've got more to say, but, but you had mentioned, and, and I think this is an important thing to point out, all right? You had mentioned that, that your tier of Defiant is not tier 12 yet, right? Correct. Uh, okay. But you're an Ops 58 player now. By the way, congratulations on 58, by the way. Yeah. Big news. Yeah. All right. So Thank you. At, at Ops 58, you're clearly hitting the largest solo armadas that exist in the game. True or false? Incorrect. Incorrect. Okay. I'm hitting the next tier down. So there are two classes of 60, level 60 solo armadas. Okay. Okay, there are, and I forget the name technology. Maybe someone can, if there's a 60 here who has been doing it, there's, there's, I think, like the Dreadnoughts, and then there's the Warships. I am that are both looking, level 60. Uh, yeah, I'm looking up on stfc.space right now uh, so that we can make sure that I'm, I'm following along and, and educated. So, yeah, so you've got the level 60. So as an Ops 58, all right, as an Ops 58, let's uh, identify his target. His game design target is the 1 billion strength Ops 58 Uncommon, the 970 million strength Ops 57 Rare, or the 59 Rare at 1.1 billion, and then the um, Ops 58, 1.1 billion Ops 58 Epic. That is what you ideally, Bubba, would be hitting at your level. Now, you're punching up from that 58 uncommon, you're punching up to one of two 60s. You've got a 60 Vanguard at 1.3 billion, but then you have, then you've got like the big Mama Jamma, the level 60 uncommon that is 2.5 billion in power. That is the dreadnought all right and you guys I, can take I a look cannot, yeah i cannot defeat the dreadnought with my two g5 rares and the defined so wow um, two g5 rares two g5 rares Dang. and the defiant all three supported by the cerritos and the top two supported by the defiant because of course the defiant can't support itself right because have whatever. you have you tried doing this just out of curiosity sidebar have you tried doing a dreadnought well, you, what's your next best G5 ship? Do you have a G5 Uncommon? I do have a G5 Uncommon. Have you tried three layers of Cerrito support and three layers of Defiant support without I using... Don't think, I don't think I can do three layers of Defiant support. Because of the timer and the cooldown. Yeah. Correct. So uh, I think the, be- the best I could do is maybe have a, slight, a ship that has a little bit more survivability than the defiant which would be my g3 or g5 uncommon so have you that tried is something that? i could uh, i have not tried that because be I, I i gave it a try and i said no i'll just go back to trying to collect uh the the uh the loot right i was trying to gain some loot so i could start redeeming the chests on a regular basis okay you know i was just curious about that so you're hitting you are still hitting up but even if you were yes. hitting at your level then that would be the 58 uncommon because let's let's not forget folks 
the intended target from game design is basically going to be at your ops plus or minus one. And at Bubba Joe's level, the Defiant, for its intent, it would be tier 12. All right, because it stops, it, it caps out at, at ops 55. Now, Bubba, as somebody said in the chat, what did you say your Defiant is? Tier 10 already? Yes. Okay. And let me ask you, when you fight the Vanguard, now, you can do the Vanguard. You said you couldn't do the Dreadnought. Right. When you do the Vanguard, you're doing it with the uh, Defiant, but it's still dying. Yes. Right? And when you do it with the Dreadnought, ha- uh, you said that you failed the Armada. Like, was it close? Uh, I, well, I don't know how close it was. I didn't. I could try. I guess I could go and do it again and export the log. But because these armadas go back to full health, all it shows you is that it is full health at the end of the. Uh, well, on a scan, but the battle log would still show you. But if if you didn't, I would have, have it. to. Like I said, I'd have to import the battle log and and go look at what how close I got with. Uh, uh, with one of those Fox Club tools, which I could have done, but I didn't. Yeah, and, I, and I'd just be curious about that. And then just as one other small piece of teaching, and I know I'm totally messing with his vibe, but I, I do feel necessary to point this out in chat, which does take the solo out of it a little bit. But if you were really, really going for, like, something super huge, okay, there is the capability, folks, of, you're correct, Lancer, can someone else define support you in a solo? Yes, they can. All right. And moreover, it will still use your research. So if somebody brings a defined along, really all you're doing, uh, all they would be doing for you is activating your research, giving you that extra uh, defined support. Now, obviously, I know that kind of does defeat the purpose of the solos, Bubba, but maybe not. If you got a buddy that is willing to give you a little bit of that juice and come up and, and help you out, I would find that to be an incredibly amazing test. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you took the Defiant out of it, for example, went against the Dreadnought with your three most powerful ships, Defiant, Cerritos, Exos, Cloaks if you got them, just like the whole kit and caboodle, could you do it? The damage output of the G5 rare ships as compared to a Tier 10 Defiant is, it's in the noise. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. If you took it out... And then just used a buddy to help you support all three of your ships. And you did two G5 rares and the G5 uncommon just to see how it would go against that Dreadnought using three Serena supports and three Defiant supports, which you would need a friend to help you. Then, like I said, all the Exos, all the Cloaks if you got them, um, you know, whatever, oh, whatever that, you got. I'd be that, curious. Was, that was also with 800% damage against Armadas. So you had the Exos going. I had the Exos going. Both the 500 and the 300. Woo. I'm just, I'm curious, um, you know, and and correct, Penguin, even I have kind of, in my early testing, I have kind of, if I was going to prioritize Bubba Joe, the Defiant Cloak over the Defiant Research, like, research, hands down, okay? Not yes. that, I'm, not that yes. I'm trying to say that the cloak isn't worth it. It does have a tangible benefit, but... The research is so much more. Like, if I'm choosing, if I'm on a budget and I only want to, if I've got $100 to spend and, like, that's it, all right, I don't think it's going to be on the cloak. All right, it, I'm going to put it into the research. Uh, it's 100% it, true. Yeah, I, I think that's that's correct. So The cloak is only going to help the Defiant. The research is going to help the ship that's going to get your armada done. Which is going to be, the, which is gonna be the, the, the brute, right? It's going to be the biggest ship. 
Um, now, I, I and I think there is some strategy if you're going going to, to boost one ship in Armada. There is some strategy you should employ as to which ship you are going to boost. But that's oh, that's sure. getting into a little bit. And that depends on what research you have. Like, if you're no, on... it depends on the research you have, and it depends on what crew you have put on there, and right? the yeah. firing pattern, so... and all that stuff. Yeah, there's there is. You know, I said this about the Cardassian armadas. These solo armadas, of course, I've been a big fan of these since they launched, but they're written pretty well. Like, this is a challenging target. They do have properties. Uh, they do have crews and ships that will interact with them a little bit better than some of the others. Um, you know, notice they do. Some of them have different names: flagships and and vanguard and dreadnought, especially at the higher levels. Now, I know most of us down here are all dealing with flagships, but I encourage you to take a look at some of these statistics. How the armadas are written, they're different uh, in certain areas and certain places. So, I encourage you to take a look at some of those. Um, that being said, the only thing that I want to point out, which I honestly can't answer, Bubba Joe. I don't know if it's going to make a difference, but if you were trying to hit these targets, it is still premature to say that the to say that the defiant can't survive. I and the only reason I say that, and I'm not I'm not shilling. I'm just saying from a scientific perspective, it's still a little bit early to say that because your defiant should be tier twelve before it behaves the way. It's supposed to. And let me point out, let me point out, if you take a look at Quantum Torpedo, the Bajoran favor. Hang on, hang on. So I feel safe in my assessment that it is going to be not worthwhile to these armadas when it's dying in round two of eight. How are you crewing it? That it's uh, Picard, Beverly, Data. Try... Well, yeah. Try Picard, Beverly, Yuri. Or what was it? Uh, what was it that uh, Sergeant Epi was telling me the other day? There was another one. Yuri. Oh, God. What was it? Beverly. No. Crap. I can't remember. Was it Yuri, Mud, Beverly or something like that? I, I, was it Pike, Mud, Yuri? That might have been it. Pike, Mud, Yuri. Yeah, if you have... Yeah, if you have a mix. Um, if yours is that seat, big, Bubba um, Joe, a Pike Mud Pike. Yuri might do a lot of difference. Yeah. Um, but I also want to point out. It's going to matter when it's dying in round two. That's the whole point, Bubba. Uh, but it, it, when do you lose the shields? Shield How many and shots you're happen your after your shields? It will, it will regen shields one time and then still die in round two. No. No, Bubba. That's not... Yes. That's, no. That is exactly what's going to happen. No, you, you just try, buddy. Have you tried it yet? <laughs> just go, I know yeah. exactly how Yuri works, okay? I We've done well, it on camera. We know Bubba. how Yuri works. If, if your Defiant is lasting six or seven rounds out of 12 or 15, then Yuri is going to matter because it's going to keep adding some shields and little bits of hull is coming off. When the, when the Armada does one shot that annihilates your entire hull, it does not matter. Okay, well, that's fair. I don't well, have a Tier 10 we, Defiant, so I don't know. Yeah. All right, I, I don't know. So I, I'm just kind of I'm kind of curious, and it might not even be a pike. As uh, Hugo says, it's not pike because you'll lose the mitigation, which I think we also proved on camera. So it was more something. 
I don't remember. I gotta, I'd got i have to go back and look. I can't honestly remember what it was. Epi was talking about how good it was, and he showed me some logs. They looked good, but, but again, the Dreadnought might be a totally different beast. Bubba's right. If you lose all of your hull, then Yuri isn't going to do anything. The whole point of the Yuri model is to continue to absorb 80% of the shot. If the remaining 20% still takes up all your hull, then it doesn't matter. Okay, but I do want to point out uh, a couple of these favors. All right, uh, the Bajoran favor at tier ten is giving Bubba five hundred and sixty percent boost to kinetic damage, but doesn't matter <laughs> compared to the ships that are required to defeat these armadas. It doesn't matter. Okay, I, again, so I don't know. They, I'm just pointing they out. They missed. My point is they missed the mark on scaling of the Defiant. Okay, <laughs> which is not uncommon for Scopely to completely miss the mark on scaling of the Defiant. I don't disagree. I really hope those last two tiers surprise you. I, I hope they do, I mean, because that means that they didn't miss. But that's why I'm saying it's a little early to tell. Although, Bubba is able to extrapolate the data and say, listen, I don't see, I don't see how this can possibly work, but we will see in time. All right? On the other hand, let's look at it from a different perspective, Bubba. Let, let's assume that you're right and that it just doesn't hold up. Okay? You can't use it. Uh, against the Dreadnought, then does it become a strategy decision as to whether or not to, like you say, you've been hitting down and using the Defiance so that you can get that loot, right? Does it become a strategy decision as to whether or not you want the loot bonus or not? Maybe at your level, that's all it's doing is providing loot, which means that so, they missed the lore uh, you know, even one more step, right? Correct, right. So, so in the game... As a game effect on the game, right? I am still undecided on the value, value bill, the value of the uh, what is that? The, that not the favor, but the, the specific loot you get from armadas. No, the specific loot you get from the armadas that it boosts. The edicts. Um, edicts. Is it the edicts? Yeah, Bajoran edicts. The Bajoran edicts. The Bajoran edicts. edicts. That chest has questionable value to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me pull up the game because I want to make sure I get this right. Because when I've redeemed it, it's been like, eh, okay. Well, like we, I, we did talk about that. We talked about that on a previous show where you said... It's your officer pulls, right? Your Cisco, your... That... Well, so let, let's go through it. You got Bajoran credits, which yeah. Bubba can just buy. Diplomacy tokens, which you can buy. All right. The directives, which I guess technically you can also buy. All right. Then you've got Cisco, Kira, and Miles which might be the, the larger piece of this, and then parts, which you said at G5 are not a major problem. Now, this is where right. I kind of argue the generational piece, and I look at this from a G4 player, all right? A G4 player looks at uh, the parts, and we're salivating, all right? Like, I'm thrilled. I did a double edict pull the other day and got something like 3,000 parts. I was very excited about that uh, because the next component of my pylum takes something like 30,000 parts, all right? So 3,000 so, parts is 10% out of, a, out of one pull that I get to do again in three days. So for, for me, and I think a lot of G4, uh, this might feel good. Now, Gobble says, yeah, but the Defiant also takes a lot of parts, which is gag me, all right? Um, and so Hypno... Me, hang, hang on, Bubba. Uh, Hyp, ahead, Hyp, Hypno says the chance is too small for parts. Um maybe if you were going specifically for like interceptor parts, but actually you're a 100% guarantee on parts. Okay. 
You, it's you, just the amount. Yeah. You will get an apart you will get a part pull. Correct. You're gonna get a part pull. Now the variance comes in the type, like you could get battleship when you want interceptor, and then just the value, right? Like the the amount. All right. So uh go ahead, Bubba, with your with your point. So I here's the problem that I have. So I redeem this chest. Even if I redeem a double chest, which I've got plenty of these edicts to be able to do that. If I redeem a double chest, I can end up with not enough to do any new thing, right? I can end up with 66, which is, by the way, this is ridiculous. One of these needs to go up by one, okay? Yes! For the yes! I've got 99! 67 or 34. <laughs> yes! Doesn't matter which. I don't care! One of them needs to go up by one. I currently have 99 uncommon directives. Oh, that is driving me nuts. Yes, thank you, Bubba, yes. for, the, for that. So, <laughs> if, so, if this was... You get rid of those two, 33 and 66, and you get rid of the 50 for the rare. And so your options are 100 uncommon, 100 rare or 200 rare, and then and 250 or 500 epic. And those were your options to get. Then I could say, I've redeemed two of these chests. Now I can go back and I have either all I need or half of what I need to start another armada because I've had to run a bunch of armadas to be able to get this redemption in the first place. And so this feels like a self-defeating loop to me. And when we're talking about a maximum of, which is probably a single percentage chance pull or less, if we learned anything from Honor Guard Wharf, of getting 15 shards of an epic officer, like, let's, let's try again. Let's see if that can't be, you know, 50 shards of an epic officer or 100 shards at a 0.1% chance or something. Something that is actually like, oh my God, this is worth getting. But this is not valuable for the effort that you have to jump through to be able to get these edicts to be able so so to me this doesn't it the loop doesn't seem like it has value and so the purpose of the defiant is to increase your loot in these edicts that has very little value for where i'm at in this game right so that's my frustration with this if you have miles and you have cisco and you have kira which again not everyone does okay if you don't have them, then sure, trying to do this loop, of course, you have to invest in your Defiant to be able to really engage in this loop. But if you have those officers, then I don't think this chest provides significant value. Now, you're saying that G4 parts, that, you know, 3,000 parts is a big deal. I'm going to tell you to scrap more ships. Like, I just, I, 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 I yeah, understand but, I mean, your I, point. I can use parts anywhere. Like, I'll take any means of parts. Yes, I can scrap ships, but even that has a finite timeline. Anywhere where I can sure. get more ship parts is is important to me. Now, I do feel compelled to point out that I feel like this is slightly situational, Bubba Joe, because, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, and, and while I, listen, I'm not going to disagree with the opportunity at a full pull of Cisco, like that would be great, um, but players are actually doing pretty good in here. Like, there's a lot of screenshots of... 15 shards of Cisco and 15 shards of Kira or 30 shards of Miles O'Brien. Like, these things are I happening. I have pulled this chest. I have pulled this chest three times, and I can tell you that the maximum officer pulls I've gotten is 150 transporter patterns each and every time. And the only one of these officers that I have maxed is Miles. Well, that's kind of the situational piece of this a lot of us don't have that okay and and obviously rng's picking on you a little bit too i think that some players 
Listen, obviously, there's going to be players in your corner, right, if they've had similar luck with the RNG. But there are other players who are going to say, listen, I'm not feeling too unhappy with the officer sourcing that's in there. Look, there's – look at that one. There's a double edicts pull right there from Grungandola showing 42 miles and 34 Kira in the same chest pull. Wait a second. You can get 42 shards of miles in your chest? How would that work? Double- you can't. It is, two, it is 2, 5, 15. That's it. Yeah, but you get two rolls. All right? we I have verified that. You get two rolls um, from... You can't get 42 unless your numbers are different than mine. And if they are, I'm going to lose it right here. Right <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm checking. Grun... Uh, wait, which one? That was a... Oh, that was the rare chest. That's the rare chest. Okay, he said it's rare. So let me go back. Is the rare? Does the rare have more opportunity? It sure does. It sure does. The rare has more opportunity. Uh, it's got a thirty-eight for Miles O'Brien, and then uh, looks like he got two twos. So that would give him the forty-four. So, and then so again, I'm talking about the elite loot. Exchange, that's fair. Not that's fair. The Let, epic rare and uncommon. Yep, so, yep, yep. That's fair. So, Grungandola tried so, to throw me off the path, uh, but so still, this, this loop doesn't seem to be enough to justify the cost of engaging in it, is my point, okay? So the Defiant, in terms of the research and that boost for your good ships to be able to do these armadas, I'm 100% on board with that. I don't like the idea, the idea of the def- of the Defiant separating, if I have to separate my fanboy of being a Star Trek fan from this, having a ship that helps me against armadas, there is design there. Using the research mechanism, there is, there is, there is, solid design ground there i'm okay with that okay i don't like the fact that they tagged it with the defiant i wish they'd have picked some other ship like the bajoran flyer right if you if you use this to boost the you know the morale of your ships because they get to see the bajoran sail ship like that would have been something that would have at least made some sense and would have been useful and say hey it's not the defiant Right, because you have to separate this emotional attachment that we as players have from the Defiant. So as a mechanic within the game, as a support ship, I don't have a problem with making my G5 rare ships, eventually G5 epic ships, more powerful to engage in these bigger and badder armada targets. So well, you're not that alone. perspective... Yeah, you're not alone. Uh, McSurgeon says the Bajoran loop requires too much effort for too little return. It's overcomplicated. <clears throat> um and, and again, again, I, I need to be really, really careful in, in the opinions of the panel here because I, I do disagree with a lot of that. I understand your position, Bubba Joe, but your position's unique. You know, um, you, you've bought a lot of these officers. You don't have a need for parts. You, you know, so I can understand why a chest that has officer shards and parts may not be enticing to you. But, but my perspective, right for the level of player that I am is not unique. It is shared amongst the players that are at my level. That's And fair. since that is a common perspective of players at my level, and this ship is intended to get to that level, an ops, you know, it's a, it's limp, it's ops, top side at ops 55. These players, they should have understand, understood what the needs of those players were and did scaling accordingly. So well. again, Having value at Ops 35 and into the 40s and getting you those G4 parts, I understand how this is going to help you. But it once again shows that Scopely is out of touch with their own design and do not understand the needs 
and requirements of people at higher ops levels and designing content specifically for those players. So let me let me ask this, all right? Because I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't dismiss that. I agree. Even Trader said, hey, listen, with the, the diplomacy tokens, for example, I'm buying materials with it, right? Like, she said that. Um, if you had a second elite loot exchange that was not directives and not officers and not parts, but a second one that was something different, say... Uh, materials, um, or I don't know, a couple, two, three other currencies, Bubba Joe. Like, would that give you a little bit more value out of your edicts? Because I can see, I can see what you're saying, but I, I, I want to be clear to the listening audience who aren't familiar with your level of, of G5 engagement, all right? The players that Bubba is representing right here are the players that have purchased their way through a great deal of the progression of the Bajoran Loop with cash and, and here we are, you know, 20 days later with the Defiant or 50 days later with the Bajoran Loop, and they find themselves nearing the end already, right, Bubba? I mean, that's, that's so, a fair thing to say. You've bought a lot of your favors. You're still working on the, on the reputation. Oh, I've still, I've still got a lot of rep to get through, DJ, and that's going to have a lot of favors. That's going to require a lot of Bajoran credits. Right, but my the Bajoran point is... Loop, the Bajoran Loop is itself is a very different question, right? The Defiant is a very specific question based on the Armadas, Right, which the armadas don't affect your reputation. They don't. They are. They are self-contained. They help you. Uh, where they help you with officers and shows parts, but they are, for the most part, a separate entity from the loop. Right, and the the armadas themselves is one aspect of the loop, but it doesn't really interact with the loot other than giving you credits, which you can get by other means, to help you with the favors. Right, so let's. We you have to. You have to be very careful there. I am nowhere close to the end of the Bajoran loop. I am relatively close to the end of the Defiant Loop, okay? But I am nowhere close to the end of the Bajoran Loop. Fair. So let me let me pause here for a second, okay? And and Trader has said the same. Listen, I'm not... I, parts are not as pressing for me in G5, all right? You may have bought the officers, so I can see the Edicts not having some value. So we can go back and say, hey, listen, for the G5 players, maybe a secondary elite box, or listen, for all players, a secondary elite box that has a different style of currency that could be more enticing. I can see that being a legitimate offer. They've already done the material token claim for diplomacy tokens and the material token claim for Bajoran credits. It would not be unreasonable to assume that they would be willing to do something like that for uh, Edicts as well, all right? I can absolutely bring that up, but... Again, I mean, and I've said this a half a dozen times, so I want to move on to another perspective. I think that is a pretty niche perspective. I don't think that it is uncommon amongst your ops level, Bubba Joe. I fully acknowledge that players, you know, 55 plus probably feel the same way. All right. So, so, so I do want to talk to the next, the, the people outside of my category, right? Because there is real value in the research. Okay. And again, you're going to have players, and I've seen a couple in the chat, and I still see them all over the place that are like, this isn't the Defiant. I needed the Defiant to be a warship. I needed it to be able to do this. And you have to separate your Trek lore and Trek fandom from what it's doing in the game. And if you look objectively at what Ship A is doing in the game, there is a real and tangible benefit to what it is, a what it is allowing you to do um, within the game. I, I think there are flaws in that it can't boost itself. I think there are flaws in that, um, you know, in terms of, you know, how you get that cycle going, but it is a useful and tangible. One of the things, remember when we talked about the Galaxy Tree extension 
and we said this boost doesn't matter and you're charging me five times as much for it and it doesn't move the needle these researches move the needle mm -hmm. and that's important right because you want to have a lasting effect on your ability to defeat the armadas if you're already defeating the solo armadas of a specific level these researches can help you boost to a next level up which is again going to reduce the number of armadas you have to complete in order to exchange into the loot which again mm -hmm. the uncommon rare and epic loot those are a different monster than the elite loot so i was complaining about the elite loot not being worth it if you want to talk about the uncommon rare and epic i think that there are points in those that can be very valuable and have some use um mostly because of the credits they return um so that's that's a different thing entirely it's a different perspective entirely and i think it's one worth discussing but the research this ship as a research helping ship helping you defeat bigger armadas is useful and valuable and people should be excited to when they get whenever they get a chance to be able to use it which is why i keep pushing for for availability in the next month's event store because it is so valuable and i and i've said this and i i kind of appreciate bubba who's usually the negative nelly here who's kind of coming in and validating a month's worth of on-screen testing bubba because i have seen real tangible results from the research and by the way i point out my, my define is still tier three tier three um now uh just as a quick aside i don't know when i'm gonna have a chance to tape this but uh scopely has actually come through with some materials for us to do kind of a fast track in time um and one of my first tests bubba joe which could be a miserable failure but yeah scopely wants to see the effectiveness of this thing i'm gonna show it off i am going to attempt a g5 armada um in a video that i'm going to publish and i'm not going to i'm not going to not put the results in there i'm either going to win or i'm going to lose we're going to see uh <laughs> if it works i think i'll probably crash and burn but we're going to try with it anyway because what the tier three defiant has done for me and and research has done for me has let me already cap out on my level of solo armadas that's what i've invested in bubba joe so if um at the beginning of the month i remember i was struggling to do the 50s and now i'm doing 53s with no exos you know one cerritos one defiant boost no exos no cloaks and i can do the 53 yeah i killed a 53 epic on camera k21 so and and that was one cerritos boost on the pylum one defiant boost on the pylum and nothing else okay and and Just so Yuri in the sidecar. I did I did Picard, Beverly, Yuri. Now, I know Epi is dying for me to try something else, but he did send me a battle log where I'm like, okay, I for sure would have died on that. All right, because he's a fifty two and his ship barely survived, and I'm like, okay, I wouldn't I wouldn't survive that. I don't have the staying power for that. Uh fifty four now. <laughs> All right. But here's the thing. Lost and Forgotten says dreaming of a pylum. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. Even for you guys down at 35, I might even argue, this is going to sound crazy, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to, I'm not getting paid, so take that out of your head. But if you were thinking about buying the Define, you know where I think it's the most valuable? Honest to God, you know where it's the most valuable? Ops 39. Straight up, Ops 39 is the most valuable place to pick up a Defiant. All right, because right there, you've got the opportunity. 80 days to go. Well, <laughs> right there. I mean, it, 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 that's the thing. 
that's the most the the most money spot of this entire loop if you're going to spend money okay if you're going to spend money the most money spot is ops 39 now somebody might say 40 because that's where you start earning the rare directives but i'm telling you the 39 for you guys all right is giving you that ability to punch up it might even be 38 37 and benny hill says not at 35 well i might argue with there because we have seen some people saying that at 35 they can't do the double pulls right karkin you've you've seen that some people have given some you gotta be able to hit those 40s gotta be able to hit the 40s i don't know the double pulls um that's funny the double pull below well i know bubba doesn't get bubba doesn't get to do that all right yeah on the other hand (laughs) my tier three defiant is letting me do that, Bubba Joe. I'm using the one. I am still buying 100 directives a day. I know you're focusing on on other areas of progression. I buy that 100 uncommon every single day. And by the way, so, I've even clocked. I've even clocked out um, between using some jump juice. I've got it sorted out so that I can run two uncommons. And I map this thing out. I plan it out. I do two uncommons on one defiant boost and one cerritos boost because at that point my ships don't die or at least the the big one the pylum doesn't die the pylum takes so little damage that it can run another one then the defiant dies the enterprise dies i just summon them back and i can actually get two in why well, I wonder it's not, I don't know if I would call it pricey. I'm actually saving Defiant Juice and Boost Juice, which is valuable, right? Out right Wednesday, guys. The Defiant uh, the Cerritos Juice is valuable, so I would very much like to get two for one when I do that. I, now it does cost me boost or it cost me uh, jump juice. It does. Go ahead, Bubba. Correct, and that's I do the same thing. I try to get it so that my big ships are boosted, doubly boosted, so that I can get two armadas out of it, and yes, and bring the third one back. And sometimes what I end up doing, if I'm doing an uncommon, because the uncommon 60 I can do with two ships, right? I don't need the Defiant to come back, but of course then I'm losing out on the bonus from the uh, Edicts. But you're 100% right. The boost juice is your limiting factor for the most part. That's where you're going to want to be hyper-efficient if you can be. So you're doing it right, in my opinion. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. And, and what is going to drive Bubba Joe crazy is that I can do those two, and that's enough for a double pull right there. <laughs> even the double, so even though it's I more do, expensive, I could do that, and it's good for a double right there. If I do that twice, I can I, do a triple. I have, I think I have more bonus loot through favors, and I do two uncommons, and I cannot do a single chest. A two sixty uncommons, and I cannot do a single chest. Yeah, there there could, you know, it, 20 days in, there could be a little bit of scaling there that we might need to look at. Well, 50 days in for, for those armadas, a uh, little bit of scaling there we could look at. Because I definitely, I get better pulls than, than what Bubba's going to get, which might be his, his value perception on the chest because I'm very much liking it, you know. But again, I kind of come back to that being the G4 perspective. The G4 perspective should be that this is actually giving you a pretty tangible ability to punch up. It's getting you closer to that one-to-one kind of ratio. And I saw this chat here just a little bit ago. I saw this comment in the chat. Uh, How many people had the opportunity to use rare and epic solo directives to do well in the directive leaderboard this past week? 
Guys, crazy enough, I don't win solo leaderboards, Bubba. I literally don't ever win. I got first place in that event. I don't even remember. It wasn't even a bunch of shards. How many was it? Like 30 hammer shards or 40 hammer shards or whatever? Um, 28, I, actually, I think. I don't even remember what it was. It was Unless 28, fine. I, I won, which is crazy. I never win solo leaderboards. I won that solo leaderboard just because I had the rares and the epics banked up because I've been doing double and triple pulls off the uncommons. Like, this is for a G4. I might say, yo, take a look at, like, the, the directive sourcing of Stella. This may be better. At the very least, it's right up there with it. All right? The directive sourcing. You might not like the loop of, of Outlaw, but the directive sourcing is pretty solid. Okay, this directive sourcing is pretty daggone solid. If you're forty, and forty in plus, yeah, if forty, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, forty through fifty, agreed, forty through fifty, G four player. Um, it's very solid directive sourcing, and the fact that these are able to be used like normal directives, uh, as far as those solo leaderboards and stuff, like I'm telling you, those so, those G four brackets have got a new focus here. They really do. So I want to address a comment in the chat. So what DJ is talking about is strictly the Armada loop and the loot exchange you get from the from the those Armadas. Now, the Defiant boost has nothing to do with that. It may help you punch up, which it absolutely does, and that research will make a difference in punching up. But he's talking about credits that are exactly the same whether you use the Defiant or not. That's the exchange he's talking about. Partially. So if yes. you're saying I don't have if I don't have the the defiant, none of this matters. No, 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 no. What he's talking about is I can hit these armadas and I can do so many pulls from this, and the defiant has no bearing in that other than maybe he can punch up a level or two, which well, is, obviously matters, which matters, but it it's not boosting his loot at all. It's not from boosting a loot perspective. The, it's the same. Okay, so let me let me come back and, and clarify that statement because it does boost the loot because I can hit up a level. All right. It's not boosting loot per se, not a loot bonus. Okay. But by me hitting a larger target, I am getting more loot. And by getting more loot, I'm able to do more pulls out of these chests and therefore get more directives faster. On, a to on top of that, Bubba Joe, by using the Defiant, I am using the Edicts. All right, I'm getting more of those, and therefore, out of the Elite Loot Exchange, I'm also able to pull more directives out of there. All right, so yes and no. It's not helping loot, and the chests are all the same, but I get to pull so much more. All right, I get to pull more chests. I get to pull more uh, doubles and triples instead of just singles. All right. On the other hand, like I, like I said, there are a couple of them that are that are scaling a little bit rough, and it does look like G five oh, is what, in that boat, right? But what, what are you hitting, DJ? What are you hitting? What are you hitting with the defiant? What are you hitting without the defiant? Just out of curiosity. A fifty three epics I can hit with the defiant. I probably I don't remember what the epic was. I'd have to go back and look. Let's see. It was fifty two. No, I, it wasn't that high, not at the beginning of the loop, just with three ships. Because remember, now, I am in, I'm in a different place. Here's another piece that really makes a difference to me, which is that I'm, I'm an Ops 49 player with one G4 ship, okay? Right. That's a huge thing for an economy player, all right? I am playing as an Ops 49 with a Pylum. 
I have no other G4 Rare. I have no G4 Epics. So at the beginning of this month, Bubba Joe, I'm flying solos and I'm using a Pylum and an Enterprise and an Augur. So well, let's 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 talk about the uncommons as opposed to the epics because I think there's going to be what what were you hitting uncommons wise without the defiant versus what you can now with the defiant? I'm just curious. Well, fifty to fifty one, but there is a difference. Okay, I could hit a fifty without the defiant. Now I can definitely hit a fifty one, but there's also a currency cost. All right, because with the fifty one or the fifty. At the beginning of the month, and we saw this. I even joked about it on a Twitch stream. I'm running out of the stuff that I need. I burned through all of my um, exocomps. Yeah, I burned through all my Cerritos juice. I pull. I burned yeah. through all of my Armada boost exocomps. Uh, I was running out of Tetrions, okay, because I was cloaking the Enterprise and the Augur, and I was Cerritos boosting all three, and I was using the exocomps. Like I was using a lot of other currencies. And with the Defiant, on a 51 Uncommon, I now need only one Defiant boost. I don't even need a Cerritos boost on a 51 Uncommon. I need no Exos, no Cloaks, and I am doing... I'll tell you, uh, K21 says you don't need... uh, On the 51 Uncommon, you don't need a boost. I I did only because... I, I did win. Just for science, I did one. But man, it was like by the hair of my chin, dude. Like I had, I had a hundred thousand hull left uh, on one ship, and the other two ships were dead. If I did it with nothing at all, so um, I am comfortable using one Defiant boost there. Mainly also because right now, Bubba Joe, the Defiant is what I have a surplus of. It's not Cerritos, it's not Exos, it's not Tetrions. I've currently got a surplus of. Um, a blade of armor parts or you know whatever those things a blade of armor juice so that's what i'm going to use for the time being all right um and and yeah epi i know a win's a win but like rng one extra crit i would have died you know uh or or one shot ill-timed that that dropped my shield a little bit faster and i got one more weapon and I, i died one round sooner just wasn't something uh, wasn't something that that I was willing to to jump in on. On the other Talking hand, too fine a line. Yeah, it was just too too thin. Skywalker says it could have also been due to some of the favors you've done, which is absolutely true. I have done some of those. Um, I don't know that they are making that significant of a difference, but they definitely could be. All right, for sure. If I'm looking at the um, well, I'm only tier three, so I've got those top two favors that do affect solo armadas, right? Yeah, Jem'Hadar solo armadas, Jem'Hadar. So I've only got those quantum torpedoes and magnetic field optimization. That's a tier three. Those are both level three. Everything else doesn't have anything to do with strength against those armadas, unless it's just, you know, shield, hull, which I have some of that stuff, but not a lot. I've got, um, I do have Bajor's Rage level three, which is hull health, which is nice. Uh, Kira's Fury, which is... Weapons damage boost, it's 80%, so that's negligible. Um, I do have shield health. So there are some of those that are helping out, but I don't think it's going to be as much as we're seeing out of that research. Okay, The research is a significant, significant piece of that. Go ahead, Bella. Can I draw attention to something that we haven't actually kind of talked about and I think is going to make a big difference for people? Sure. Um, When you were doing these armadas, it was last month. That's when you were baselining all these things without the Defiant? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah, I guess it was, yes. What level is your armory? My my armory is currently level 13. Let me see. 14. I've got it to level 14 now. So that's an extra 70% to both hull and shield, which makes it... We've talked about how that actually will make a difference in terms of survivability, both in your shield staying up and then additional life on your hull. That's not an insignificant boost that happened since you were doing some of this testing. So maybe it's time to kind of re-baseline some of those tests. Well, could be. Absolutely. Because and, and the favors and this could be, you might have an extra 150% to your hull and shields that you didn't have the last time you were looking at this. And, and you know, not to say that the Defiant doesn't matter because the Defiant absolutely does matter, but maybe it's time to rebaseline with all these new bonuses that you have now that you may not have had when you last did this. Well, and, and I think that's fair. And as we get ready to wrap up this segment, I, I simply kind of want to do this. And I wanted to spend more time on other things of the arc, which we can do on Wednesday, Bubba. But uh, as we, you know, this was a big piece. This was the feature this month. And I think, you know, I saw this a lot. Uh, Trader pointed it out. And I saw this a lot in the chat, even when the Cerritos came out, because that's the obvious comparison. Okay. When the Cerritos came out, a lot of people skipped on it or didn't obtain it early because the benefits were not obvious to us early enough. It took a while. It took a lot of research. It took a lot of stuff for the Cerritos to really become good. And it did become good. Very good. All right. Even without shield recycling, Bubba Joe, it's still a very substantial boost to the performance of your ship. Wouldn't it be awesome if that started working? Oh boy. Needs to. Um, now, this ship, I believe players some players a lot of players are recognizing the similarities some of them aren't liking it oh it's just another cerritos and and i don't necessarily really disagree at, a, at its core you know it is a boost function all right but we saw how good the cerritos could be all right um and now we see this new ship the defiant with a very similar model and Ooh, i think do all the defiance researches work as far as we've been able to tell, we haven't found any that are broken. Not obvious. I have looked. That's good. I have looked. So I haven't. It's already better than this. <laughs> it's right. It's right. But you know, they're also I... complementary. All right. Let's. I have not. Oh, I have not validated the piercing because I don't think that's going to matter much. Well, I was going to say I've looked for mathematical variants on everything. Everything that I can see, I can see. But you're right. There's some. Even the weapons damage boost. That's a, a tough one to see. Um, but you're right. All right. Um, here's... I can tell you that the critical chance is absolutely working. Oh, for sure. The damage. And the critical damage, for sure. Those are very obvious and very, and those are the most important. So when we look at even these two sets of research, why do a Cerritos boost and a Defiant boost on the same ship? They're doing two different things. Cerritos is very much, it does have a damage boost, but it's very much about defense, mitigation, shields. All right. That is what the, the, the primary uh, benefits from the Cerritos come in. And you look at the Defiant, and it's very offensive. All right? Damage, critical chance, damage output, piercing. Okay? That is very offense-oriented. Uh, and then cloaking gives you mitigation and crit damage. Cloaking can give you mitigation and crit damage. Uh, additionally, that's correct. 
uh, depending on the ship that you're flying. So there are some really nice ways that these boosts complement each other to really just make a very super-powered ship. Very, very, very super-powered. I, I look forward to the day, Bubba Joe, when we get research for the Defiant that works in PvP. <laughs> because I'm telling you, man, it will make a Superman strength ship. Like, it... That's a conversation for another day, but I'm just saying... Oof. Oof. All right? And there are a couple of favors in there that, that do help in PvP, but they're small. But nonetheless, the Defiance capabilities are very, very real. And if you're in the proper uh, or the targeted ops range, we do this every single month, Bubba Joe. What's the target? Well, I don't think that it was mid to upper 50s. I don't. Uh, I think that there's a way to make this content better for you guys, for sure. But as a G4 player, as a 39-plus player, you should be very, very excited about what the Defiant is going to do for you, not only in your pace of progression, even in the pace of, of picking up favors. All right, If you're punching up and you're getting more and you're opening double chests instead of singles or you're opening triple chests instead of singles, you're getting more credits, you're getting more diplomacy tokens, that's more favors you're going to be able to do faster. Like, it is all about speed of progression. And, and the officer sourcing, listen, if you haven't paid cash for those officers, it's very substantial. All right, if you're still working on Miles, Kira, or Cisco, then it's very substantial. Good chunks. And by the way, those chests are, are what, every two and every three days. You get three chests every two to three days that contain some form of officer shard kind of significant from an officer sourcing perspective. So if you look at this loop for what it was intended to do, I find it to be very praiseworthy. And I think that given some of Bubba Joe's comments, I kind of feel like aside from maybe the relative value to G5, he kind of agrees with the the spirit and the intent of the loop. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking that. I'd like to amend something that I said earlier in terms of that the Defiant doesn't actually do anything for the Bajoran loop. The Once unlocked, the Defiant Amplified claim, it doesn't grow a ton with Opslot with a tier of the ship. It does grow some, doesn't grow a ton, so it's like game-changing. But it is just enough of extra little uh, extra bits to help fuel that loop a little bit more that it actually makes a difference. That daily claim. So that combined with the research... Getting the Defiant is important. But just like a lot of the features this month, I'm questioning the value in taking it to a next level because it doesn't seem like it's going to survive Armadas, at least at my level. Maybe it is at your level. And it doesn't seem like you're getting anything useful from leveling it up and getting that higher loot bonus of loot that isn't really worthwhile. Now, if they change that to be different loot in the future or they change it to have some other ability, which they've never, ever done, so I'm not anticipating that... Um, that might change, but the unlock is important. Add an elite, elite chest. <laughs> well, that's what I was kind of talking about earlier. It's just a secondary elite chest. Uh, Reneko says, you know, I kind of agree. DS9 game design has really been on point. <clears throat> it's been very, very good. <clears throat> Faith Walker says, yo, Bubba, 
if you're a G5 player, what's the best strategy for upgrades then? Should you focus on upgrading the Defiant or upgrading other G5 ships? Uh, other G5 ships. There you go. I, I, I don't 100% disagree, although I would very much like to see how this thing does a Tier 12. Uh, I'm kind of with Karkin. Like, I'm just wondering if those last two tiers are just going to, like, flip a switch somewhere for you guys. I don't know. And, and, I'll wrap up with this. We are very early. All right? It is only month one of the Defiant. There could be other things. We saw it with the Meridian. We saw it even with Discovery. You know, hey, if we're looking at anthology, we're going back to history lessons. You know, when the Discovery first came out, Bubba Joe will remember this. When the Discovery first came out, you know it was only a mycelium miner. When it first launched, Bubba Joe... And it, it was, was really bad at that. It was very... Well, it was good at that, but the warp range was terrible. Okay? The warp range was awful, but it did not... It, it did have uh, black alert. You could jump somewhere, but it did not have... Are you saying you needed something more than warp 30? <laughs> yeah, it had terrible warp. It did have jump capability, but it could not summon. All right. Old School Days no says, one. how long did it take the Vidar to be able to kill Mega Cubes? It certainly didn't happen in its first month. Okay. Um, I am just simply pointing out and reminding that the Defiant is in its infancy in this game. And I think that it's going to continue to grow and evolve. As a matter of fact, I've already seen one or two specific plans that will um, change the Defiant coming up here over the next couple of months. And I look forward to their release. And, uh, and, and so I just kind of say I understand for some players, especially G5, who feel unimpressed. And I get that. I hope that some of these changes because I haven't seen math on it, Bubba. But I hope that some of these changes give it more bite for you guys. But for those of you, you know, 35 through 50, I think that there's some real value here, and, and I hope that you get a chance to explore it, which is why I will continue to push heavily for uh, at least a sped-up progression in next month's event store. I just, you know, this is one of those things, Bubba Joe. It's like the, the, the benefit of the ship and just the good feeling about it. I just want more people to have that. You know, this, I agree. this comes back to, I, you know, paywalling stuff and, and, you know, and I understand they got to make some money and, and this and that. But, you know, someone told me the other day they didn't want it in the event store, Bubba, because they wanted to preserve a little bit more time of their exclusive access. And, and I think you explained it really well. This doesn't hurt another player. We were just talking. None of the research affects PVP. You know, it's just solo progression. Now, one could make an argument that I'm going to get more directives out of it that you might not have if you don't get it. You know, I, I understand that because I did well. I was I did surprisingly well in that leaderboard uh, just based on these directives. But it's just such a good feeling. Like, what's the reason you progress? We'll wrap up with this comment. What's the reason you progress? Why do you buy bigger ships? Why do you promote your ops? Why do you do research? Are you asking me personally, or is that a rhetorical question? It's, it's kind of rhetorical. Let me ask the chat, though. Reneko says, to make numbers go up. Okay. Why do we do that? To do bigger, better, badder things. To do things. To kill bigger things. Right? That's the game. I do it to get away from players. <laughs> Bubba, 
Bubba, yeah, right. Bubba does it so he can. I do. He can kill. I went players. to ops. I went to get to uh, warp range forty so I could mine by myself. I am now mining at warp range like four hundred because I am by myself. It, you cannot blow up my miner if you can't reach it. Well, yeah, I like I like a lot of this stuff. Uh, growth triggers He's a happy miser. <laughs> growth triggers a dopamine spike. Progression is the game. Addition of capabilities. All right, I like to challenge myself to kill bigger players and bigger ships. All of this stuff. All right, well, I want that for you guys. And the Defiant is doing it hands down, no questions asked. All right, and I and I do. I'm I'm sorry if you bought the Defiant uh, and, and you might be unhappy if somebody can get it maybe by the end of December. I want that. I really do want that. And I, it, that's uncharacteristic for me, Bubba, because I'm normally the guy that's like, okay, I'm good with like a, a three- to six-month exclusivity window. This ship has been so change, so, it's so impactful to my gameplay that I really, really want people to have it. Like, I really do. I want people to have it. And I think when they get a chance to get their hands on the ship and use it, you... In that ops range, you know, 35 to 50 specifically, you're going to see some really tangible benefits. And that's what that's what I want. I want people to have that. Uh, Maximum Hunter says at Ops 55, they can have mine if they want it. <laughs> Don't give it up just yet, Hunter dude. All right. They've got a couple well, of things in the pipeline for you guys too. Give it to me. Wild. Go ahead, Vita. He said give it to him. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, I must <laughs> You know what so, I'm currently looking at, DJ? Vita, you told me the other day that you haven't even opened this game in like 18 months. Yeah. Why are you, know you so quiet? Right now? Did you download the game? Don't, don't do it. You've been free. You've been free for a year and a half, dude. Did you download it? Just updated it. You remember <laughs> the yoga I got from you? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We bought you a tablet. That was right before you quit the game. We bought him a new device, Bubba, and then he quit the game. <laughs> I remember. I remember. It was right uh, when I started listening to the show. It was I like, know, get, we, get Vita a tablet. We bought him a yeah, tablet, and then he quit. He took the money and ran. Um, uh, during this show, I took the device. I plugged in the charger because it was really empty, like zero battery life left. Uh, I we haven't used it in a year and a half, so I kind of get it. Um, all right. Uh, we got to take a break. I'm, I'm, oh. looking, I'm, hey. I'm, I'm looking at a rated base. Fine. <laughs> yeah, so, that would be yours. So, All right. Yes. So DJ, I got to take a break. I am hopeful. I am. I am hopeful that there is something more to the Defiant, and I agree with you. We sometimes evaluate things on the here and now, and not what their potential is. And I agree with you on that. The problem I have with the Defiant is not it can't PvP, or that it can't go kill hostiles, or that it's not a hundred million power ship. People that wanted that, I think, are always going to be disappointed. My problem was trying to engage in the loop that they designed it for, and unless they're going to give research that, even more so than the research we already have that increases the loot bonus, vastly improves upon that, I think it's going to still be a failure. They can make it PvP all they want, and there's going to be people that are going to love that, but it's obviously from its intent was meant to engage in this Armada loop, and the further along you are in the Armada loop, the more it falls flat. And that's the frustration I have, is that in the Armada loop, itself is broken. 
the Defiant helps make it a little bit better, but the loop itself has a problem, and it seems like they may improve the Defiant, but not the loop. Well, uh, and w- specifically with the loop, probably could be really summed up with just the math of the loot with a T. Uh, seems yes. like that could that could probably solve a lot of problems. So yeah, you know we'll have a yes. chance to feed back on that and uh, and and you know, but yeah, I I kind of stand by my my position on the Defiant as a whole. It really has changed my perspective on the arc. So on the other side of the break, we will uh, move away from the Defiant and just very quickly on a couple of other bullet items for this arc as we prepare to issue our final grades this coming Wednesday. Bubba Joe has a list, uh, as does Mark and Karkin, and we'll check in with those when we return right here on Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. I am your host, your friendly, furry, neighborhood feline, Ultimate DJs here on Talking Trek Live. Hang on, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a moment. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Arm and Hummer, the baking soda that comes in a huge all-terrain personnel carrier. We interrupt this program for a live press conference from Mar-a-Lago. Hello, everyone. Donald Trump here. And I'm sure you've already heard that I'm running for president in 2024. Once I win, I plan on being the greatest non-consecutive two-term president of all time. And frankly, the competition isn't great. The last guy to do it was Grover Cleveland. I mean, come on, what kind of a loser name is that? Grover. You know, it's like the blue guy from Sesame Street, right? Nobody likes that guy. And nobody respects anyone blue like Grover and Joe Biden. And Cleveland, the worst city north of the Mississippi River. Rampant crime, sexual deviance, nefarious characters. And we're just talking about the Browns football team, folks. Anyway, I just wanted to make that clear today in front of America. Donald Trump, winner. Grover Cleveland, loser. God bless the USA. Tonight, on an all-new intervention, we go inside the disturbing new addiction that's bringing America to its knees. My name is Doug Fritz. And I am addicted to watching Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel. I was flipping channels and I saw this wedding planner fall in love with the groom she worked for. The acting was horrible, but I couldn't change the channel. Watching Hallmark movies was a high like nothing I've ever felt before. The plots were absurd and the endings were so cheesy, but they made me feel great. Next thing you know, I'm staying up all night watching The Christmas Crush. The Christmas Plaza. The Christmas House. The Christmas Melody. I saw so many people get married. I felt like I worked at the Elvis Wedding Chapel in Vegas. And then I hit rock bottom. I got sick of Christmas. Intervention. The Hallmark Christmas Movie Epidemic. If I see one more guy take a knee, I'm throwing a hand grenade. Tonight at 9 on A&E. Say, 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 hey, hey, now, baby. Oh, my mind on play now, baby. Say, 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 hey, hey, now, baby. So let's go on things straight now, baby. Tell me, tell me if you love me or not, love me or not, love me or not. Let the house on you, am I lucky or not, lucky or not, lucky or not. You gotta tell me if you love me or not, love me or not, love me or not. I'm wishing for you, I'm a lucky night, lucky night, lucky night. I'm wishing for you. Can you sing that high, Bubba Joe? Like I might, I might 
admit something is that once in a while when I'm driving in the car and I hear a song and I'm hearing a dude and he's singing like falsetto like that, like Justin Timberlake can do it. All right, Maroon 5, Adam Levine can do it. And sometimes, once in a while, Bubba, I might like feel like I want to try it. <laughs> well, I would, uh, I would do it here, Fiji's but I'd be too. out of time. I'm sorry, I didn't hear because Aaron was, what, what, hang, just hang on a second. What, Bubba? I said I, I could try it here, but I'd be out of time when you recorded on the podcast because <laughs> what I'm hearing is delayed versus what I would be responding to. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, I would like, I think it's a very nice talent. I would like to try to do it. Uh, Aaron, what were you trying to say? Can you sing falsetto? But, I bet you can. Uh, yeah, I can I can do falsetto, yep. What? I also sing a lot. I sing a lot to the Bee Gees as well, so that's where I get my practice. No kidding! <laughs> Are you serious? Look, even Beck, yep. Beck is like, listen, you got to do it. Give us an example. Can you sing a little falsetto for us right now? Here, I'll turn off the music. Do it, do oh, it, do it. Do it gosh. right now. <clears throat> you make me feel like dancing. I'm dancing out of way. You make me feel like dancing. All right, I mean, I'm good with it. I like it. I like it. That's, that's good. That's pretty that's good. good. That's pretty good. Oh my God! We need it. We need a Stevens Aaron greatest hits, uh, Christmas hits, right here. All right, can you sing us some Christmas carols? Uh, oh, clip it! What? Why do you think there was nothing playing in the background? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That, 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 that's a clip right there. Okay. Like, I even set myself up for that one. New sound alert Sounds says good. Beck likes plants. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. That's a new Twitch redeem right there. There you go. Um. All right, so let's briefly just kind of go down some action items for the rest of the arc. This was the big one. Echo mentioned it when he was on the show the other day, that this month, implementation-wise, Bubba Joe, actually may seem a little bit cleaner than what we have had over the last couple of months. Now, granted, we've had a very low bar for like the last six months if you want to talk about technology implementation. And we still have problems. We still have... I would say four years... Uh, somewhat, but that's not entirely accurate. All right, there's been ups and downs, but really, truthfully, the last six months, barring November, the last six months have been horrendously disappointing when it comes from a technical staging perspective. You look at the Alliance Starbase continues to plague the community after, what, three, four months now? I mean, the daggone thing, I still get messages every single day that the players are getting locked out. Okay, um, and, and by the way, let me just, I can't say this enough. Can't, I cannot can't you just wait for there to be defending your base that you can't access. I mean, you know, Bubba, there are vaults, okay? PvP with the ASB is coming. So that's a really valid concern. I mean, if players can't get into it. Now, Thorn says my treasury is still full. That should not actually be happening, Thorn. <laughs> the treasury event ended on Friday at noon Eastern. That should no longer be happening. Like, that's gone now. All right? But here's the thing. All right? PvP with these ASBs, these Alliance Starbases, is coming. Whether it's, you know, next month or six months or 12 months or 18 months from now, it is coming. And if you can't get players access to the daggone feature, 
then obviously you're pushing it back, which means whatever month you had planned to do that, you now got to scramble to put something else together. Like this whole thing is a snowball that is rolling out of proportion and it comes down to either rushed tech Bubba Joe, or or non-tested, or whatever you want to call it. But man, the ASB. You want to talk about Apex Hostels. There's another. These are two highly inexcusable, unacceptable pieces of gameplay. Okay? you. I agree. Just hands down, the worst. So Echo can come on the show, like he did last week, and say that the month has been better and you know what i can even be convinced to agree with him that aside from the disco thing which was uh, fixed relatively quickly there wasn't anything new that debilitated the game but yo 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 how about how about we actually like just d uh you know what's d debilitate that's not a word how about we just fix the stuff debug deep how about we just fix stuff that's already broken you want to make me super happy fix my asb you want to make me super happy? Fix Apex. Okay? I appreciate. I do. And I recognize. I said this at the beginning of the show, Bubba Joe. When you do something good, I want to praise it. When you do something bad, I want to poop on it. I do want to praise that nothing new, debilitating. <laughs> Why do we have to praise that, Bubba? Nothing new debilitated the game this month. Unless you count Discovery or unless you count the Treasury Banner. Which it did for some. All right, it legitimately did. I got plenty of PM. So somebody told me that I was being a little bit dramatic about the health impact to players, Bubba Joe. But let me just tell you, I appreciate the players who reached out to me and PM'd me and and thanked us for representing that point because it affected their mental health. It affected them having headaches and migraines and and affected them not even being able to look at the game. I hear you guys, and and let me just be full transparency. You know who really, really alerted me to the significance of that? Was Bubba Joe. He was your champion. I was merely a vessel of his conscious voice. Bubba Joe was the one who said, listen, I, I know maybe this is not a thing to you. He's like, but this is a thing. And, and it needs to be discussed. It needs to be aired about. It needs to, they need to know how serious this is. All right? So, so for you guys... Uh, I just want you to know who your true champion is. That was Bubba, who said that he absolutely uh, could not just let that go. And I appreciate you guys shooting me the PMs, thanking us for, for taking that position. Be sure to thank Bubba Joe, too. All right? Because that was a significant concern for players. So, Bubba, was this month, implementation-wise, was it smoother than October? Maybe. But it still brought issues of its own. And when I think can we stop I, introducing this stuff? Go ahead. Yeah, I think the launch was significantly smoother, right? And that's where we've had a lot of problems in uh, in October and September. Was the launch was just an abject disaster, right? And yeah. uh, so I think that this is this was a much much smoother launch. Um, I think that uh, you know we had multiple. Uh, we had the the maintenance to bring in the new building. Um, which then it didn't address the, it introduced more pips and people are like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Um, but so I think that from a engineering technical perspective, I agree. I think this was probably one of their better months. Uh, 
outstanding the treasury issue, um, which was obviously a very, very problematic. But it's not like the game crashed every time you opened it. The game crashed every time you went into um, a specific menu or something like that. That We've had those types of problems in the past. Um, but they have not resolved lingering issues like Apex, right? I mean, it's still there. And, you know, there have long been people that have... Um, there have long been people that have said, take a month off and just fix your bugs. I honestly think if they could take a month off and fix their bugs, they would. I don't think that they can. I don't think that they're, I don't think that they are a month away from fixing every one of these bugs now, or that the content that they're creating is causing the bugs or causing the bugs to not be resolved. I think there are two different teams at work and the engineering team is trying to resolve these technical bugs and the design team is saying, this is the new design content that we're rolling out. And they're not overlapping. It's not like you can take the designers and say, okay, well, we want to put you on bug exactly. fixes. That's not their jobs. Yeah. So and people do miss that, Bubba. Like, I hear it a lot, yeah. too. Like, take a month off, fix the bugs. Well, then here's the thing. The people fixing bugs are working at the same pace that they always are, and then the people who are creating content, like, aren't doing anything. <laughs> because they're not doing the same thing. So it's not really a situation where, like, that makes a lot of sense. Moreover, let's not pretend like we complain about a lot of things. I know that some people have always said that, take a month off, fix bugs, but you guys would also log off the game for a month. You'd be very bored. Um, I, and, think, I think something else is also happening. Like the design team, like the, the dev team is fixing bugs, and then the design team releases a new version and overrides the fixes. Well, that, that certainly happens, but then there's other times where it's just new stuff. This ASB... I can legit honestly tell you they haven't overwritten anything. They just keep finding new ways for it to break. <laughs> all right? Like, like here, I'll tell you now. All right? I'll tell you right now. Um, I, I have gotten this thing down to like 99.8%, Bubba Joe. Diplomacy building, tactical deck, salvage deck. Don't leave those in progress if your ASB is 15 plus. Don't. Okay. Don't leave those in progress. I, I, I feel confident I've got this nailed down. Even during the last show, some people came to me and said, oh, no, I fall outside that category. And then we look in and they're, they're working on, you know, a harvester and they're in, you know, but then, you know, they go and they work on a tactical deck and they can't get in. I'm telling you, those are the buildings. All right. I don't even know if the diplomacy building is, is 100% a part of that even below assembly 15 or plus assembly 15 i'm just saying listen you want to be safe all right don't build those three buildings and close your client all right just don't do it if you're gonna you can build them okay but you better make sure you get the speed ups to rush it through because if you close your client while that building is in progress you have you've broken access to it for everybody on your team which means no mining Okay, no mining. It's not going to work. So tactical deck, salvage deck, diplomacy building. So far, Bubba Joe, every other building that I've been able to test works. And, and I've done a lot of building because now that I know the problem, I can actually effectively mine Bubba Joe. So I've been going through and I've been testing everything, all the vaults, all the generators, the harvesters or whatever. The uh, assembly chambers building, I'm now assembly 16 because I can finally mine again. Uh, we did the plasma processor 16, all this stuff. It's fine. 
okay? It is those three buildings. Tell everybody. Spread the PSA. I have given the information to Echo. I've given the information to Beck uh, literally as recently, I think it's Friday or Saturday. So hopefully they can set us up with, uh, with a voice call with engineering or at least relay that information. But Bubba, I really think that we have figured it out. It is those three buildings. Now, why it's happening, couldn't tell you. I still don't know where they should look. But those three buildings in progress, Assembly 15 Plus, that's where the problem is. Go ahead, Bubba. So here's the part that I'm really frustrated by, and and uh, I, I don't want to feel like I'm picking on Beck or Echo, but because I'm really not, because I don't think it is their fault. Um, what I am tired of is reading the patch notes seeing X has been fixed, mm-hmm. doing a game update and logging into the game and X has not been fixed. Yep. Yeah. That has to stop. Well, right? you, and you know what it is? You're right. It's not it's not their fault because they're nope. getting the pass notes from engineering. This is where engineering's yep. like, "Oh, hey guys, we did that. Hey, we, we fi- fixed it. We fixed it. Everything's good." And then you roll it out and your ish is still broken. You want to know why? Because you ain't as smart as you think you are. It should accomplished. All right. I mean, listen, I don't want to be mean about it, but test your garbage before you roll it out. And and yes, I mean garbage, because anything that comes out and it doesn't work is garbage. The ASB, the ASB, Bubba, I mean, it, it has potential. And I know a lot of players don't see that. Uh, I even see in the chat right now. Why do you care about the ASB? It's useless. No, it's not. It's not useless. It's not engaging for some of you. I get it. All right, but there's a lot of research in there, and a lot of it's pretty, pretty decent. Okay, and it's going to have an impact if you work on that. And by the way, the sourcing of the metals is decently good, Bubba Joe. I, I'm rolling through those researches, not having a significantly major problem. Like it's not a bottleneck, like Cerritos research. It's not a bottleneck, like Mantis research. Like I'm making decent progress on that stuff. Some of those researches are pretty good. That's right, Tabby Moza. It's background useful. That's right, Lady Unaleska. It's great in the benefit it provides to players. It's not so great in the engagement it provides to players, which means players automatically don't like it. They don't even well, know what it's doing. So I think the research it applies is useful. I'm still not sold on what the ASB itself is doing. Well, that's fair. It's a mechanism. All right. That's yes. th- that's how I'm looking at it. The research is as a result of the ASB. Now, you could have just launched a new tree, which is probably what some people's point is. Maybe what your point is, Bubba. You could have just done the research. The research is great. Why did you need the ASB? Well, it was a part of something bigger and better and still is. But uh, you know what? Right here. Uh, Lost and Forgotten says how much content has been delayed because of ASB issues. I mean, I don't know at this point, lost and forgotten. But, but I bet it's not zero. And I bet <laughs> and I bet it's not over. I bet it's not done. You know what I'm saying? Like like the, it, Tech Man says a lot of those researches are for TC. Six of them are. That's it. Six. Okay. There's there's a lot for outlaw. There's a lot for uh, mining. There's a lot for armadas. There's a couple for PvP. I mean, it's a well-rounded tree. All right? So here's the thing. If, if you can get in there and enjoy that 
and use the ASB to facilitate that research, it's going to be good for you. All right? That's right. Material efficiency. How did I not even think of that? All right? But Warhol is exactly right, Bubba. Do we want new ASB features? Well, well, they can't even get this one right for the last four months. And it's simple. It's just a minor at this point. When PvP does come, how's that going to roll out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when PvP does happen with this thing, when it can be raided or stolen from or this or that, whatever, it's going to happen. And listen, I don't, I'm not telling you anything I don't know. It's got vaults. Clearly, it can be attacked. When that happens, Bubba, is it going to roll out and be busted for another four months? Yes, it's going to need hazard pay after that. <sighs> Man, I can't take My heart can't take anymore with this ASB. It just can't. Just like you guys, your hearts can't take anymore with the Mantis. I've been fortunate on my server because I, the level of, of the hostile that I'm hitting, there's not a lot of people there, Bubba Joe. So there's not a lot happening in that system. My hostiles don't get broken very often. I'm hunting in the level 40 system. Down in the 35 and 36 system, I know that they're busted down there. But server 50, I know, don't jinx it, don't jinx it. All right. I've had decent luck with my Mantis. My, the bane of mine has been the ASB. As much as you guys are annoyed with the, with the Mantis is where I'm at with the ASB because I was my Alliance's ASB guy. I was my Alliance's ASB guy. I'm responsible for planning the whole thing, building it all, making sure that my team can do the research. My God, it's frustrating when I can't get into it. Just like it's frustrating when you can't do mantis pulls because you don't have any venom. All right, I mean, it's just, this is the stuff. And, and while it may not be fair to categorize that stuff within this arc, Bubba, that's kind of where I come down and say, all right, fine. If, they, if, if Echo thinks that this was a technologically superior month compared to previous months, I guess I can agree with it, but I still have to say just not good enough. Yeah, so so it's a couple of different things, right? So an Echo's perspective is, well, what did we introduce this month? Well, we introduced this new building, and we introduced the Defiant. Now, can you think of anything that went wrong with either? Well, no, not technically, no. Not with the new features, okay. I guess, yeah. Well, not so. So from that perspective, right, the features designed, they were implemented into the game, and they worked. Now, that's a really low bar, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of why I say it's just not, I don't feel like that's good enough, man. Uh, I just don't feel but, like it's good enough. But you're approaching it from the perspective of there are all these things we want to engage with in the game and we simply cannot, right? That's a problem, but it's a different problem than what Echo's looking at of did we add anything to the list this month? Right. <laughs> well, ASB is okay. still broken. Did we not? Apex is still broken. Did we cross anything we, off the list this month? Let me ask that community. Did we cross anything off the yes. list this month? Disco uh, Summon. Nope. That was introduced <laughs> this month and crossed off this month. All right. But that was oh, introduced okay. this month. So what oh, has been yeah. crossed off the bug list from pre arc launch to post arc launch? Hypnofly says nothing. I'm trying to think. So, the so pa your patch note, patch note is... said Cerritos shield recycling got fixed. That didn't work. 
You know what? I'll take it back. Um, I'll take it back. They did fix one player beneficial bug in which now your ASB doesn't simulmine uh, three different plasmas. So they did right. take they did take that player beneficial bug away. So so thanks, Scopely. Uh, <laughs> Echoes Echoes perspective of we didn't make things worse, and DJ's perspective of but things are really bad that need to get better. And I get both both, both viewpoints um, from a CM's perspective of every month it seems like they introduce something new, and it, either it doesn't work or it breaks six other things, right? And so his perspective of we introduced new things this month and nothing new broken. The things that were still broken are still broken, but we didn't break anything new this month except for the the uh, the summoning, which they were able to fix very, relatively quickly. All right. So from that perspective, we didn't make things worse this month. And theoretically, with a new feature, you made things a little bit better. However, I agree with you, DJ. Like, you can't have these critical feature crippling issues, whether it's the inability to access the ASB or the inability to get the Venom efficiently because the Apex aren't working. And I will add to that, that, that what I think is causing that is causing there to be singular hostels in Eclipse systems during Eclipse events, right? Yes. So they really need to figure out what's going on there because it's not, those problems are pre-existing to this arc and have not been fixed. And every time they run an Apex event, what goes through my head is Scopely doesn't care. Because if they cared, they would not run events targeted to frustrate the players. There would have not been one Apex event this month if they actually understood the game and the pain that the players are going through. Apex should be an easy event. It should be something that they want to do. But because of their hostile problem, them running it multiple times, I think three times. We got a month, lot of shows. We got a lot of exchanges. Don't month. care. Well, you know, and, and here's the thing. In fairness, this is, uh, and this is going to sound terrible, it, but but follow me through. This is a smaller issue because there's only like a dozen or so servers that have this problem in exchange space, which is crazy. I don't know why, and, and I'm not saying that the problem doesn't matter, but like I can't duplicate it. Game design hasn't been able to duplicate it. Engineering can't duplicate it. Like it's only happening... Like, with a couple. Like, look, Rand Susie says, what's wrong with Eclipse? D nothing for you, all right? But there's probably about a dozen to 15 servers out there where they have the same thing going on in Eclipse that they have in Apex where one hostile is spawning. There ain't nothing being spawned, all right? But again, it's a smaller number, and, and it's just a problem to find it, Bubba. You're right. I think that the problem you're having is a systemic problem that yields from the Apex hostile thing, and, and Echo has said that that's a very complicated problem. But yes, uh, what is it? Penumbra, the only system where you can have level 40 exchange, it's broken on about a dozen and a half servers where there is one hostile that spawns. One! That's right, Lindstrom also has um, 40s. Is is two systems, yeah. Yeah, Penumbra yeah. and Lindstrom. And uh, I don't know, is it happening in Lindstrom as well, Bubba Joe, or is it? Yes. So it's just 40 hostels in general. The number 40 sauce, it's not that Maztec. There's supposed to be two systems with a bunch of 40s, all right? But on a small select group of servers, one hostel, just one. <laughs> and if they, if they acknowledged that and said, you know what? 
we hear this is a problem. So what we're going to do is say, you need to hit 25 Eclipse Hostels. 25 doesn't matter the level. You get X points for a ho Eclipse Hostel. doesn't matter where you hit them. At least it doesn't put the pressure on those systems. Yeah, it's You can go hit find hostels wherever you can find them in exchange space. And at least then you could maybe make a reasonable attempt at completing those events. I think but that's a, I, a good piece of feedback. I, I, that's It's like... How could you like? I don't understand how this how this gets past you when you're designing when you're designing events for the month, right? If you have a feature, it'd be like if it'd be like if they said, "Hey, we're going to have an event this month for collecting venom." That's what it that's what it feels like to me. With the number of times they ran Eclipse this month, it's like, oh, and by the way, we're going to run an event to uh, to collect venom, and we want you to collect it as if the Apex hostels are working people would have lost their minds. That's where I was this month with the event designs. Well, and, and so these are part of the pain points that, that need to be discussed and fed back. So uh, we've only got 10 minutes left, Bubba Joe. Uh, so I want to transition to one thing that I kind of teased at the very beginning of the show. We probably don't have time in 10 minutes, but I'm going to try to do it. Because I said at the beginning, and I caught a lot of heat for it, and then I said in weekend number one, and still caught... A lot of heat for it. And then in weekend number two, uh, I said it again, caught less heat for it, but still a little bit. Now we're over and done. Three weeks are in the books. How are you guys on Wayun? Throw it up in the chat. I want to see your progress because, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people have sent me messages of their successful unlocks. And by the way, no, no full pulls. Now, if you got a full poll, then you can leave it out for the moment. I want to know how many people actually got it through traditional grinding, RNG, this or that. If you spent no money, that as in uh, as in no battle pass, no, no $100. Pass? Okay. No, well, maybe maybe the $20 battle pass might be fair, but but for the moment, let's just look at, at some free-to-play or maybe $20. Maybe you didn't spend the 100 Okay. Stein finished with 70. Vengeance unlocked him. Hudson unlocked him. Deep Space is 13 short. That puts him at 87. Tabby Mose at 71. Callier at 68. K21 at 89. Shadow at 93. Clifford at 75. Beehawk at 60. A little bit on the lower end there. Bulbasaur at 70. Lone Wolf got the unlock. Joker at 62. Certainly at 60. King Eagle at 52. Definitely on the lower side. King Eagle, I'd be curious, were you able to complete all three weekends, though? And that that's a caveat here. How many people did all three weekends? All right, because if you did one weekend, then obviously you're not going to be there, right? Um, so there's a lot of factors here. Uh, Rotifer says, let's see, Rotifer says, I got it. Wait. Chat. Oh, still working. Oh, still working on it. Hang on. I'm trying to read some of it. Uh, Joker did all three, got 62. That's a little bit low. Hypno did all three, got 89. Blazed uh, did all three and bought the $100 battle pass and finished with 93, Bubba Joe. So that's actually a little bit, a little bit bad luck, Blaze, truthfully. Um, Echo got 92. Elros. Finished today with Battle Pass Overflow and got his 100th shard. Don't forget, guys, there are, uh, what is it, three shards in Battle Pass Overflow? 
Uh, there's yeah, also a couple one of missions. yesterday and two today. That's right. And then there's also, I think, one or two in missions as well. If you haven't done your holodeck missions, that can get you a couple. Uh, if you haven't claimed your battle pass, like, for example, I just actually claimed my actual battle pass today because I was holding it for a time that it would satisfy an event. So I did that, and I got some extra. I unlocked Wayun. I spent $100 on the $100 battle pass, uh, and I got him. Eddie spent $100 battle pass and actually ended up with 111 All right. Silverhawk finished with 107 Spock Monkey, thank you. Oh, my gosh. He finally... He finally is reinforcing my words, Bubba Joe. The design was very clearly to get players the majority of an unlock to encourage an additional pack purchase. Oh my god, can we give this guy can we give this guy a, a... Let me find let me I want to get all my good stuff. There it is. Alright, he's a winner. Because yes, I've been saying this since week one, Bubba Joe. I've been saying this since week. One, because you know what they did last month? We don't need to remind ourselves of that atrocity. $600, swipe a credit card. And for the record, it being objective and fair, probably three to $400 got you the officer last month. Okay. Unless you were me. Huh? Unless you were me. What, is $400? Last month. What, what? No. <laughs> I didn't get it until I, I, did, I did $600 and didn't get to my 100 shards until I redeemed the 100 you got for $600. <laughs> Such a bad luck you have. I like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Circling back around at the beginning of the show I when do we it. call ourselves friends. I know. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I do it for content. All right. I, I intentionally have your RNG turned down so that we can have good content. All right. Um, here's the thing. All right. I fully acknowledge and have been saying it all right fully acknowledge that this had the intention of spent it was never guaranteed it was never a promise nor was it even likely possible yes but likely that you were going to unlock this officer completely free to play okay wasn't going to happen but I encourage you guys to think back a little bit, all right, towards some other months, other metas, other material spend auctions, this or that, where some of you guys are showing 60, 70, and 80 shards. Now, some of you may say, listen, I spent enough materials that I could have won an auction. I hear that a lot, Bubba Joe. Okay? And that's a fair point. I hear that a lot. I also have heard some people say, you know what? I might have judged it a little bit too harshly, a little bit too quick because I normally don't finish the month with 80 or 90 shards. I'll be able to finish this with an event store. All right. On the other hand, there was a Black Friday pack and somebody, I don't remember his name, but he got super lucky last night, Bubba Joe. He finished, he finished everything, Bubba Joe, with 95 shards, which means he didn't have the best luck. He did the battle pass. He did the overflow. Um, actually, I guess maybe he didn't do the overflow. Um, but he had 95 shards yesterday. And I said, well, how lucky are you feeling? There's a $20 pack with one pull from that officer chest, Bubba Joe. Man, you couldn't have. I wouldn't have done it. Not for five shards. But he didn't need five. He only needed two, technically. He only needed two, technically. 
because he had three in the overflow. Or maybe he needed three because he would have already claimed one milestone. I don't know. But he had 95 last night. He bought the pack for $20, got one pull, and he unlocked his way in with zero room to spare. I only point this out to recognize what I've been saying all month and what Scopely intended, which was for you guys to have meaningful progression but no guarantees. Meaningful progression but no guarantees. If you wanted to finish it off, you were going to have to spend or buy or something somewhere or just have a little bit of luck. That was always the intent. I actually feel like this is better. I, I said it at the beginning of the month. Bubba, I, I, maybe, maybe not. Community, tell me if I'm wrong here. I still, after its completion, think that it's better than October. I might even think that it's Let's better than solo leader. Be careful. I, no. Yep. No. Yep. No. For me. I will give you for that me. it is better than October. For me. There is a 0% chance that it's better than leaderboards. Better for me. Yeah. Which which is, I, I obviously, I'm not speaking for everybody. Okay. Neither is Bubba. This, we've, we identified this as a very, very clear divide in the very beginning. All right? Like, like for example, I told you 6 million points last weekend. 6 million points. Okay? Got me... 54th place last weekend. Okay? Nowhere near enough to do a couple of top 10s or a couple of top 25s, Bubba Joe. 6.4, I think is what I said, 6.4 million points got me 54th place. This time, I had a little bit more to do. We still have 24 hours. I'm at 8.8 million points I'm in 15th place, and you know that's going to jump, and I'm about tapped. Okay? This is why it's good for me. Because I will never get officer sourcing out of solo leaderboards. Now, Omicron points out something brilliant. He says, this model of SMS is not doable long-term. You know what? I need to give him a bell, too. Absolutely! You're correct, sir! Intended. Go back to the meta model. We said the same thing last October and November, ironically, Bubba Joe. We said these material spend SMS material sinks are not sustainable. And so we as a community interpreted that you were going to have to choose. You were going to have to determine the worth. If the Explorer Strike Team was worth it to you, then you would go after it. If it was not, then you would wait until the next month or try to get something different. Okay? I am always going to love solo milestone stuff. Okay? Now, your server culture is absolutely going to determine whether or not this was better for you. Admittedly. I get that. Well, I'm not going to change anybody's mind only, on that. Not only server culture, but the bracket that you exist in. Right? Fair. Sure. Right. I mean, if you're in the 30s, right, and you are, you know, kind of hanging out there and you still have materials to spend, you may go, you know, I had the ability to continue to spend materials and win a solo uh, solo leaderboard, a single server solo leaderboard within the bracket that I exist in. Or I just moved up to the next bracket, but I was prepared 
for another single solo leaderboard. And this milestone is way more materials than I would have had to spend there. So I think within server uh, and within bracket, right, where you're at at 49, you're competing with people that are pushing to 50. And there is a ton of materials to spend in mm -hmm. that push. Yep. You're going to have trouble competing if you're not making that push. I totally get it, right? And in the bracket I'm in, anyone who's decided to go take a ship up two or three tiers, absolutely, that's going to be tough to compete in because they get to spend materials by the tens of thousands at a time, right? So that's always going to be, you know, you're going to have to know that that's what you're competing against, right? But I am, no, I will agree that this is better than last month um, because mostly because you could do it, uh, mostly because it was achievable. Uh, with some RNG, with a little luck, but it was achievable. Uh, last month was the worst. And I, I still contend that solo leaderboards, people have been have been planning and spending around the idea of solo leaderboards for a very long time. And Agreed. to change it like this is very frustrating. Now, I will say, if Scopely's plan is to have everything be two and three servers on a single leaderboard moving forward, then no, this is better than that because that's ridiculous. What about the weekend two and weekend three reaction to feedback by offering the Wayun sourcing double dipping and overlapped? Like, I, I feel like this was a very clear offer of compromise. They legitimately said last month, we're going to sell the officer only. Officer auctions may not be making us the money anymore, Bubba Joe. We're just going to sell it. Then this month we said, listen, not good enough. They introduced the, the material sinks, which were extremely high. And I got a little bit of insight into that for you. And we're running out of time, so I'm going to have to hurry. Got a little bit of insight into that for you, which, gosh darn it, Bubba Joe, mathematically makes sense, but it doesn't make me like it anymore. All right. Um... But then Weekend 2 and Weekend 3 did offer compromise because you got an auction. But you didn't get full shards of an auction because you were still double dipping. So they made it cross-server so that they literally paid out roughly half or 60% of the total number of shards from the solo leaderboard, but then still offered you the double dip opportunity at your current officer. Now, don't misunderstand what this is. Hayden says cross-server solo leaderboard should only be present during uh, encouragement prep, and, and I fundamentally don't disagree with you, but think of it this way. This was the compromise because in a cross-server, they are legitimately paying out less shards, Bubba Joe. This was their mechanism for allowing the double dip is they weren't going to go 100% of shards and then 100% of their plan for this month with the recruit token. So they cut the shards, which did give us more value. They cut the shards in the solo leaderboard and left Wayun in place. Now, mathematically, Mena says it was the cheap way out. Well, no, they still gave more. You double dipped. All right? You double dipped. So you still got more. Now, I know that some players had uh, – that's right. If there were three servers, then it could have been a third. I, I don't disagree with that mathematically. I agree. All right. Dark Menace says you always double dip. Not like this. No way, man. Didn't happen week one, and it certainly didn't happen last month. 
All right. No, I think his point is is that we've had the paired SMS with leaderboards for a very long time. And what you got uh. in the paired SMS was 10 epic shards. Mm -hmm. Here you got eight plus the pulls. So, yeah, the pulls, there are more. So I, I get that. But fundamentally, if the cross-server leaderboards, if the top place for the cross-server leaderboards is not double and unlock, then the cross-server leaderboard is dumb. Well, the cross -server... That's what they were when they rolled out. And that's what they should, they should never be less than that. I mean, again, let me, let me speak more plainly, okay? It was done this way with intent because they weren't going to pay out double the number of intended shards for the same amount of pay-in, okay? Like, specifically, this was specifically discussed. You guys hear it, all right? This was the compromise at offering some additional value to players who were going to invest into the Weyun SMS, it was not intended to be an auction. If it was, then the Wayun event would have been completely separated, no double dip. But they've also indicated that they are trying new things. All right? Which is why we stepped away from the solo leaderboards in the first place. All right? So hear me when I say this was a hybrid compromise and it was done so with intent. You can feel that it's cheap or not, but it was a double dip. And for the record, on Weekend 2, everybody was pretty happy about it. When that was launched, even you, Bubba Joe, you said, hey, that's cool that it's a double dip. All right, players can get record re rewarded with two different officers. But it wasn't going to be two totally self-sustaining events. That's why they chose this model. They chose this model with very specific intent. Lloydson says we were happy because it was better than it was the week before. Well, pick your poison here, buddy. And this is what we responded to. And yes, Omicron, the community pulled out pitchforks on week one. I was with you. I was one of them with regards to the scaling of materials. All right. And hence why they improved the payout for the materials you spent in. It just happened to be with different officers a more variety uh availability if you will Bubba Joe of officers you had Ducat you had uh Dumar you had um Garrick and you had Weyun and whatever else was in his recruit chest it was actually a much more varied menu but still all rewarded from the same spend all right I'll be honest with you Bubba just like last month, we, we talked about this. They made money on those packs, right? They did. And this hybrid model seemed to get a pretty favorable response from you guys again. So I would imagine we haven't seen the last of it. This was a good compromise from well, their perspective, from their perspective. You guys responded to it, so you must have felt that way too. You got the synergy. So, you got the extra value for the materials you spent because players, that, that's what you said. You wanted more return for the materials that you invested, so they gave that to you, and then players ran with it. The engagement was high. Go ahead, Bubba Joe. So, again, I have long been against the idea of a cross-server leaderboard. Um, I, I dislike its mechanic. It was tolerable when you got a double unlock of all the officers being offered. Um, it is completely unjustifiable now. And I understand what you're saying is their intent. 
But if this was going to, if this is their intent, then they need to start with a double unlock and knock it down to, you know, something less than that, but still more than an unlock. That the number of shards should have been something closer to an unlock plus 33% or something like that to balance it with the Wayun event. Um, but if you want to make it a single server, it's fine as it was. But as a cross-server leaderboard, especially for the servers that had three servers, because that's just ridiculous. But cross-server leaderboard is unacceptable. It allowed people to spend more materials. I agree. But the rewards for a cross-server leaderboard are... They need to re-examine that. You're looking at this through, ridiculous. You're looking at this through the singular scope that we're used to looking at it in. But it was one component of a double um, a, a synergistic event. It wasn't meant to be standalone, Bubba Joe. That's why it was cross-server in the first place. It was never meant to be standalone. It was not meant to have the same payout as a standalone event. It was meant to offer additional value alongside the Wayun event, which is exactly why it was overlapped. That was not done by accident. It was planned that way for the response or for the feedback for players who said, I need more value out of this. Well, you did. You got it. I understand your point. And my suggestion is that a cross-server leaderboard at the, at the value, that, at the shards they put in it, is not correct. I understand that it was done deliberately. I'm saying it was deliberately incorrect. And that's fair. That's fair. And, and, and six, it's not like I'm putting those six shards. I don't know where you're coming up with six, by the way, uh, on the pedestal compared to a normal SMS, but that's not what happened either. All right. The average for players was 20, and that was on the low side. That was eight from the SMS, and the average uh, did actually come in very, very close, Bubba Joe, uh, to the 12. You remember how I told you I thought it was going to be 12 to 15? Uh, we used 12 in our estimates, and 12 is where it landed. It was like 11.9, something like that. Crazy. So it was right at about 12 was the average. Uh, plus the 8 that you got in the SMS means that 20 was the number that you got uh, on average. Okay, Not everybody did. I saw some really sad screenshots, Bubba Joe. <laughs> I didn't see anybody getting none. But I did see some people get like five, some people get six. When it was supposed to be 12, it, it wasn't super good. Um, but you take a look, like Grungandola there, he did his eight pulls. Let's see, where did you fall? You got 16. See, that's actually four above the average. Okay. Now, um, uh, by the way, I, do, I don't think, I will double check, but I'm pretty sure lucky pulls didn't factor into that average because we were looking at just the RNG piece, uh, just the actual rolls. Uh, I'm 90% sure. I'd have to double check. I didn't ask that question. I should have. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that the average uh, did not factor into the full polls. But some people got those too. All right. So uh, there, there is some of that. I'm just kind of curious. Um, as we get ready to wrap up, because I am going to have to go, I believe that, you know, and hey, listen, Romgar has got 63. Now, I don't know. Did you buy the Battle Pass? Did you buy the $100 Battle Pass? Have you claimed your, your elite track of the Battle Pass yet? Uh, there's a lot of factors there. Oh, perfect. Romgar says absolutely no spend. No spend. So free track of the Battle Pass, which had what? Three shards? And then I think missions had one or two shards. Okay. So he's showing 65. 
which means he was precisely on the average, Bubba. 20 per weekend, plus a couple of odds and ends from the battle pass. Maybe the battle pass overflow, maybe a mission or two might have. He says, I still have two left to get in the battle pass. He's going to end up with 62. That's about what was intended. That was about the average. All right? And, and like I said from the very beginning, that was the overall intent. Some progression. Because that was the complaint last month, Bubba Joe. Players getting this twisted was never meant to be an unlock. Certainly not free to play. It was meant to be a hybrid from last month compared to this month where you could get some progression, but they could still make some money selling packs. And, and I agree. This month was better than last month in terms of the way it was put together. We completely agree on that. And I think players need to hear this, okay? The before is the before. I do not expect it to go back to the before. Like, when it's just three solo leaderboards every single weekend, Bubba Joe, like, I don't see that. I could be wrong, but they are innovating this and trying to come up with ways to stimulate spending on their epic officers and two months in a row now, we've responded to it, Bubba Joe. I do not anticipate you going back to a solo leaderboard every single weekend and there's your officer. I don't see it happening. So when we can come up with some hybrid well, there ideas. Goes two years of planning. <laughs> well, you're still going to have auction opportunities. There will be incursion prep. And listen, what they did this month, I don't think was... Uh, like what they did with weekend two and weekend number three, I don't think it was horrifically, uh, horrifically bad. Still gave you an opportunity at some extra shards, some extra value. Of course, I'll advocate for solo leaderboards, Bubba, but I don't think you're going to go back to a standalone solo leaderboard. If it did go back to a solo leaderboard, it would be like I saw in the chat where maybe the payout was 40% or 50% at the top spot. Due if, to the intentional yeah. shortfall, like due to their planning to cut you short at like 80 or something, I don't hate the RNG aspect that gives you a lottery chance, but I don't like the short falling me. I don't like them planning to cut me short. Well, but it wasn't, dude, Karkin, they didn't plan you short. They gave you a partial piece of it and said, listen, if you want it, like day well, one, I mean. day one, they said you're going to have to pay for it. Like it was never intended to be free. And if that's their plan going forward, I do appreciate the lottery aspect is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. Fair. And some, I listen, there's players out here who probably do appreciate that too. <laughs> there are players out there I didn't who hit it. the lottery. I didn't, I didn't get, get it. it either. I, I got 62 shards and that's what I'm going to finish with. But I did get Ducat from the solo, the cross solo. So it's, uh, well, I, I hear what some people board. are saying. Like you, you guys are saying, um, that, uh, for example, Ransusi says, well, what we want to tell them is it's a bad model and we don't like it. And that's fair. I, you know, if you don't like it, that's fair. What I'm here to tell you is there is a marriage. This is still a business at the end of the day. Okay. And there's going to be a marriage between what they're going to give away for free and what they're going to do to earn revenue. And apparently this is something that is working. And, and I mean, listen, the community is the one who made it work. Okay. It's not, I mean, you know, they're looking at data. You guys made it work. Just like last month, Bubba, they wouldn't have done it if I, they made no money on Ducat. I agree. I'm curious, and they're never going to tell me, 
They probably won't tell you. But I'm curious how they did this month compared to last month. Last month, you had to spend. This month, it was an option to spend. But then the converse of that is this month, you didn't need to level them up. I Listen, if it's just you and me talking, I guarantee they made less money this month, which is actually scary to me. So, I, I guarantee they made less on this model. But this if month. they'd have swapped them, if they'd have swapped them, they'd have made more money this month because Ducat is worth leveling, whereas Wayun is not. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am, I am concerned about it because I guarantee. I don't know. I don't have facts on this. Okay, I, so I don't know, but I guarantee. I mean, listen, you can just tell by how many people said, "Well, I got it for a hundred bucks." All right, or or you know, I got it for two hundred dollars, or or but really, most people are saying, "I got it for a hundred bucks." All right. That just fundamentally means that they spent less than the three, four, five hundred dollars they spent last month. Stradalorian, welcome to the stage. I've really got to get ready to wrap up. Uh, what do you got? Very quickly, and then we got to go. Hey, yeah, so thanks for having me real quick. Yeah, so thanks for having me real quick. My thing is, um, I'm thinking, okay, back at that value, where's, where's their value going forward? If they're going to continue this model, then they've got to present value. Now, everyone's talking right now because you're talking to strike teams. Strike teams we had this month, strike team we had last month. But so far, they've pushed in, in SNW, they had um, PVE. Then DS9 officers themselves are Armada. Now you're talking about PVP stuff. Where are they going to next? Where's the value? If you're going to continue to push these officers and want to do these type of progression, You've got to have the maintain the value in the officers and make people sure people want these officers moving forward, or else it's going to bottom out. Well, or for sure. And that's that's problems. a yeah, that's that's a question for game design. They're going to have to come up with attractive officers for sure. I don't disagree with that. Uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I just got to get ready to go. Esclasico points out a very interesting point uh, as we get ready to wrap up, Bubba Joe, which is exactly what I said at the beginning of the month. These people who spent $100 this month would not have spent five or $600 last month. And ding, ding, ding. You got it, buddy. Like, that was the point. How do we get some people more tempted to spend a little bit of money instead of just dropping the full 600 And I, 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 I don't know. I think there's an opportunity cost there a little bit. I don't know how many people spent 100 that would have spent more as Esclasico. All right. So I don't know how many people saved money compared to what they would have done last month as compared to the number of people that you got to spend $100 that didn't spend anything last month. It's a very, very interesting equation and, and one that just based off PMs and messages, Bubba, I feel like probably they might not have done as well as they did last month. I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know, but... I wonder if I'll get that information. I don't know. But I, I was curious just kind of how people landed. You know, look here. Benny Hill's Ghost did a $20 battle pass, finished with 98. I mean, that's not a bad spot. Okay. Now, that's luck better than most others, Benny Hill, in all fairness. Assuming event store, you know, everything goes yeah, well. Yeah, an event store, you're, you're that's, done. That's 12,000 points or to what, 6,000 usually each epic. Yeah, so 12,000 event store loot, and you're going to be good. Yeah, that's golden. All right. I mean, that, that's really not terrible all right so i don't know i i just i can tell you based on the conversations i've had they're continuing to think about this they're continuing to to roll with it and evolve with it but i i think it's i would if it were just me making an observation bubba joe just going back to three good old-fashioned solo leaderboards i don't see that happening anytime soon 
All right. So we need to look at this model and kind of like I always do say that we need to be uh, constructive about its criticism, find ways that can make it better. Like Bubba Joe was talking about the math of the shards of the payout. I think that's a legitimate conversation that we can have. All right. But just saying that you don't like it and you want to go back to solo leaderboards like golly, I remember when we had the exact same comment going away from solo leaderboards, Bubba Joe, when we were talking about metas. You realize for a lot of people this month, this was simply a $100 meta. I mean, seriously, if you spent $100, this was essentially a $100 meta. $100 all but guaranteed you the unlock. For some people, it didn't. Okay, that's fair. But, Andar, you say only $100. And, and I, I know, that's what I'm saying. But last October and last November, it was the same thing. It was the same thing. Go back. Remember, listen to the content. 11 of 11 required $100. And completion of all events. That meta had an entry price tag of $100. K21, you're wrong. 4 of 11 did not. Tendi did not. 11 of 11 did. For sure. Okay. I don't remember spending for 11, but I, I'll... 11 of 11 required the $100 battle pass if you were to unlock him that month. 4 of 11 did not. Tendi did not. But 11 of 11 required the $100 battle pass. They also did a solo leaderboard later, which is probably where some people finished it up, but it was later. It wasn't a part of the meta. Okay. 3 of 11 was all auctions, Brett. It didn't have a meta at all. It was all auctions. Okay? So, there you go. Listen, this is not exactly new. It just has a new skin on it. But this is something that's happened before with a different narrative now, and that's essentially what it was. It wasn't a guaranteed meta because some people still didn't get it. But am I confusing it with ROM? I don't think so. I'll have to go back and look. But no, I did look. I went back and looked at it. It was 11 of 11. It was a $100 meta. But this wasn't a meta. Agreed. But it pretty much was. Anyway, listen. Got to bounce. Anything else, Bubba Joe, or anything from the panel? Because we've gone over on time, and I've got to hit the road. Nope. Go ahead. <sighs> all right, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys all hanging out. It's been a tumultuous show. Wednesday, we will grade the arc. Final grades on Deep Space Nine Part 3. And while it does look, it does feel for me like it'd be better, that's simply because of the Defiant. I wonder, Bubba Joe, I'm going to have to really think about how much of the ASB and how much of Mantis actually weighs in on grades. I really got to think about this because it wasn't a part of the arc, like Echo said. But I still find it to be a part of my player experience. Sure, sure. I just want to point out that we didn't cover two things in your announcement. Oh, crap. What was it? <laughs> Let me go back and look. Event star wish list and what comes next. Well, there's always Wednesday. I mentioned Wayun. <laughs> yeah. There's always Wednesday. All right, guys. Uh, listen, I got to bounce. I don't even... Do I have time? Yeah, sure. Here, let me pull up the gold patrons. I would like to... By the way, there is a link. If you're in the Discord right now, uh, if you do exclamation point link, exclamation point link, there is a new tracking code. They're not doing anything with purchases or anything yet, Bubba Joe, 
But Scopely wants to see how uh, how much traffic I can drive to the website. If you guys would be uh, interested in and at least making me look good here, show off a little bit, I would appreciate you guys using that link. Uh, Vita turned it into a short code for us, so I really appreciate that because the other one was really, really long. Just do exclamation point link and you're going to get a short code. If you're going to go to the STFC website for anything, whether it be to buy a pack, look at a news article, um, check patch notes, whatever it is you're going to do. If you don't care, use my link. That'll just make me look like I'm much more influential than I actually am. Uh, you guys use that tracking link. Doesn't matter if you buy anything or not. Just go, hey, listen for your daily shard. Go there for your free daily shard, whatever. Just go check that out. I'd really, really appreciate it uh, so very, very much. My name is Ultimate DJs. You've been listening to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and I'd like to thank those contributors of our gold patron program who contribute $10 or more per month. That would be Lord Neelix, Lady Kess, Trader Tucker, More Stug Hostels, Iron Chef, Virtual Army, D-Lyle, Lord Kynes, Hammerhead, Regis, J. Berg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, Auto Obsession, It's Hunter, Degore, Ransusi, Katana, Hank, Ape, DJ Girl, MC101, Late Nighter, Light Bull, Louis P, Zalbinar, Zinfrey, Peppies, Wolfhammer, Stormbringer, Bills Mafia, Bayonetta, Darkside, Luke, Grog, Thorn, Archangel, Smoke, Mohawk, Jeski, Bubba Joe Loves the Pang Mantis. Jason, Captain Jack Morris, Arian, The Professor, Captain Oblivious, and Hani, JD's, Raxnar, Steve, Liam, Indominus Prime, Indominus Prime, see, I, I, I got it that time, Casey Jones, Ripper is Gone, Chronic Break, This Fella, Jesus Christ, Wet Willie Joe, K92, Darth Adamant, General Chaos, Warren, Avox, Judge Kren, G-Force, Bamincus, Captain Q, Plain Simple, Gary Keem, Junior, Admiral, Inwater, Cha-Cha, Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Looser, Kendall, Wardog cost me 40,000 toy mice, 7 of 9 jagged, never good full tilly. Blue Mandalorian, Noxus Exhibitor, Fermax, Dr. Link, Clueless One, Skizoida Likes the Bath, Welch, Kieva, Legolas, Fighting uh, Texas Aggie, Gunner, Mighty Croc, Unimatrix, Ensian, Shilby, Shilly, Web, Balabomb, Far Monster Max, Richard, D Chessy, Nom Nom, Garf One, Primal Fear, and Medic 213. And I do think, Bubba, there was actually an addition or two there, but I haven't finished, I haven't updated the list. I've been really busy, so I apologize. But thank you guys all for contributing thank $10 or more all per month. Thank you so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for contributing to Talking Track. Register trademark and record it in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am indeed your friendly neighborhood cat person saying meow for now. Love you, man. Catch you on the next one. Bye. Meow. Gotta go.